And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. I feel all the time like a cat on a hot tin roof. Then jump off the roof, Maggie. Jump off it. The Tennessee Williams Pulitzer Prize winning play unfolds with a shocking impact and uncompromising realism that makes its author the most talked about dramatist of our day. Elizabeth Taylor is Maggie the Cat, a girl too hungry for love to care how she goes about getting it. I don't mind making a fool of myself over you. Well, I mind. I feel embarrassed for you. Feel embarrassed? But I can't live on this way. Now, you agreed to accept that condition. I know I did, but I can't, I can't. Paul Newman vividly plays the emotionally tormented football hero. But how in hell on earth do you imagine you're going to have a child by a man who cannot stand you? Burl Ives is a sensation portraying Big Daddy. I'm going to pick me a choice woman and I'm going to smother her in minks and choke her with diamonds. Judith Anderson plays Big Mama. When a marriage goes on the rocks, the rocks are there. Right there. Jack Carson gives vigor and color to the role of Gooper, the older brother. I don't give a damn whether Big Daddy likes me or don't like me. The point is, I'd like to see this place run into the ground by a drunken ex-football hero. You shut up about my husband. You shut up. Madeline Sherwood portrays Sister Woman, the role she created in the play. Oh. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof is the passionate story of the conflict between people. You and Skipper and millions like you living in a kid's world. Playing games, touchdowns, no worries, no responsibilities. An intimate, revealing story of the conflict within people. Maggie! Maggie, the cat is alive! I'm alive! Boston Tarot Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. And you're here for episode 129. And we have a guest. We do. Author, horror buff, game designer, which I really want to talk about, <laughs> uh, and so much more. Lorelai Shannon. Oh, Welcome. hi. How uh, you doing? And this is also a milestone <laughs> because for the first time ever, everyone that's on the podcast is in the same room. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. This is awesome. Uh, but we're here to talk to Lorelai about not only her and her work, but also about Southern Gothic films. Um, before we get into that, I want to talk about you. Tell me about... I first met you via a game you designed for Sierra Online called Phantasmagoria 2. Mm-hmm. And we interviewed you for Carpenoctum. Yeah. And then, uh, so tell me about that, and how do we get, and this is a big question, how do we get from there, or even even further back, to where we are now, with your books and all that other stuff? Oh, okay. It's a long, <laughs> I knew going in that was a big bite, but. Well, um, I felt really lucky to get 
Phantas 2. Um, I wasn't a giant fan of the first one. Um, we sort of called it Phantasma Shining Bell because it was kind of derivative. <laughs> Sorry, I know I'm being a jerk. But um, we didn't know what direction we wanted to go with it. And one of the directions was Southern Gothic, but it was so... Uh, what they wanted was just cannibal hillbilly stuff, and that's so done. So mm -hmm. we decided to go with this bizarre kind of science fiction-y type it's kind of HPL yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at me. It's How did you... Look at me, uh, HPL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Lovecraft, we're buddies. Go yeah, ahead, it's sorry. got monsters and alternate dimensions and all sorts of weird stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a fun game. And I remember it was a, de it was a big... Um, uh, made a big deal in our world because it was all of those things. Mm -hmm. And for us, it was the first like real inroad to... like. Oh yeah, look, there's all this really cool shit out there, and mm -hmm. it's all happening in games. Um, uh, and then, you know, Brad. So how does so you've always been a writer? Yeah. Since what, like a little girl? And yeah. Kind of stuff. Since I was a little kid. What yeah. was what were big influences on you growing up? Oh gosh, um, when I was little and people read to me, um, read me a That's, lot. That goes out of style these days. Yeah. Right? I know. Is that a bummer? I always read to Roxy. That's, yeah. That's my well, daughter. She's hang, hanging around in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hanging in there. That was the second guest I mentioned, and I'm rude and a dick, so <laughs> I apologize. I totally apologize. Go ahead. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was really captivated by Rudyard Kipling when I was little. Really? Yeah, just the whole, like, animals and humans interacting and all that bit. And as I got older... Um, my grandma was a librarian, and sweet. Yeah, she was so awesome. Librarians are awesome. Yes, yes, they are. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom would drop me off at the library for my grandma to quote unquote watch, which basically meant grandma knew that I would go off and read stuff and yeah, you know, do my own thing. And so you know, she dropped me off at the kids section, and I'd immediately veer off into horror and start digging into the Ramsey Campbell. They had the better covers, right? <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And my grandma liked fantastic fiction around her house. She had a lot of the old Lovecraft paperbacks with those amazing covers. Mm -hmm. which they were incredibly creepy and weird. I just like loved the those. ones with like with like the guy's head split open yeah. with, the, with the the padlock holding the bats, and the bats are coming out of his head. Exactly. Those were really cool. I'd pick that up. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea what that is, but I would pay, at least pick it up. They were awesome covers. Can yeah. I ask you? Can you think of the first time? that somebody gave you permission the first time that somebody said you're good like it's you should do this um gosh uh i did get some positive reinforcement in school um because I'm one of those obnoxious kids that always knew how grammar and language functions. I was, oh, good. Yeah, I was I'm, little, st I'm still learning that. I was one of these little dicks that liked to <laughs> diagram sentences. It was <laughs> tragic. Uh. <laughs> but my subject matter was usually considered um, a little weird. Sure. Because I didn't write anything vaguely normal, even when I was a little kid. Um, probably the first major validation I had was when uh, the Mesa Public Library put out a little sort of chapbook anthology thing of young people's writing. I think I was... And you scored in? 12, and I got in, yeah. Nice. And like, oh, that's really, I that. that's really <laughs> important. I remember second grade, I wrote a piece called, this is second grade, Man for All Seasons, I still remember it. Man for All Seasons, where a shipwrecked sailor is uh, on an island with a doctor who grafts 
monkey tails and like shark gills and all this nice. shit down. And it was all fully realized. And 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 uh, I remember my mom had to go in and <laughs> had a conversation with the teacher about I don't know what this is, but <laughs> anyway, sorry. But it's good. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, there was an and that English shit teacher. is important. It's hugely Growing up important. and important. Just someone looking at you and going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wrote something I, I think in eighth grade where I compared um, this nuclear bomb to Satan's erect penis. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, sure. Uh, Beautiful. I, I, As I, you did. And I got both. You know, I got the teachers that were like, "Oh, this is really good," and then I yeah. got the teachers that are like, "You need to go see an exorcist now." <laughs> no, I mean, as a child, that, that's a great use of metaphor. That really is. You know, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you yeah. know, when we were kids, they didn't um, call the police or lock you up or think you were going to shoot up the school if you wrote horror. Yeah, right. you could right. get away with a lot more. Although, you know, for going ongoing in our in in cat in my life with our kids, we've always butted into that with the teacher that gives the reading list and excludes horror or excludes Stephen King. It's like sure. whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not be like that. Yeah, because it. Uh, I had a teacher tell me once with my daughter that she goes, well, it's not really real fiction. It's not real literature. It's like, oh, well, please have a seat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember getting a violent crush on a boy in sixth grade because he wrote this story called Maniac Kite. It was about a kite with <laughs> sticks were blades and it like randomly dope down and Dude. stabbed people in the head. Charlie Band. <laughs> Charlie Band, call us. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Killer kite, and it's, it's an alliterative. It's fucking that's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I love that kid. That kid went on to be Eli Roth. I hope he did. <laughs> I got something on Eli Roth later too, as well. So, um, so I think everybody has something on. No, Eli Roth. I do. Yeah, and it's not. It's all as with most Eli Roth news. It's not all good news. Um, so I, uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit. I read your book, Possum Kingdom, and it. Speaking of Southern Gothics, mm-hmm. speaking of uh, bringing the reader into a world that we may have heard about, but we were never a part of. Um, you handled it really, really well. I'm a fan. I'll stop blowing smoke. But um, <laughs> thank you. No, it's a it's a great book because you are fully immersed and and you feel like you're part of that world. And I think that that's that's a big that's a big bump to try to get over mm-hmm. if you're trying well, to convince people to. Whatever it might be, it know. does. It does in a way. Here I'm reviewing a book right in front of you. Um, it, it does something in the in a way that is real subtle, but I I really appreciated. And that is, it sort of expressed a lot of what we're going to talk about in these films. And that's a word I use outside, and that's gentility. There's this sort of surface level stuff going on, and then there's the every town has its secrets kind of mm. stuff. Right. That, that's just really really great. That's such an important part of Southern Gothic. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It's the 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 uh, the front of normalcy and even piety when secretly you're doing. Tell me about Possum Kingdom and tell me about the writing of it. And I really want to know like how deep of a wormhole did you go in on the research? Oh, so deep. I bet. <laughs> well, Possum Kingdom came into my brain due to two songs. Nice. Possum Kingdom by the Toadies, sure. obviously, which is just such an incredibly great atmospheric song, and the video is wonderful, mm-hmm. and Curse of Millhaven by Nick Cave. 
I just I can see that. I yeah. love the idea of murderous little girls. I always have. sure. So I kind of and you know sort of the Rudyard Kipling thing, people interacting with animals stuck with me, and that theme comes up in my work a lot. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff just sort of stewed around in my brain. Actually, it's probably because I was pregnant and slightly insane. Sure. <laughs> and I started getting this idea about a, a little town with a very young teenage girl serial killer and a whole other layer of supernatural stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So that's just sort of popped out. <laughs> and I love the snake handling stuff. Oh, I did a lot of research into that. I'm so interested in snake handling churches. I don't know why. I just find it fascinating. Yeah, I think the mania of it exactly. is really cool. It's and so weird. And would, it, would it be wrong to ask you to, to talk about your father for a second? Oh, my dad. Yeah, well, my dad was, was an interesting cat. <laughs> he was definitely not a snake handling creature. He, he was a physician, a surgeon, and also a herpetologist. Loved his reptiles. Um, so I he was he died the month before I was born. Mm. Uh, weirdly enough, he was bitten by a rattlesnake and died. Wow! He, not in church, mind you. He was trying to collect it as like a specimen. He sort of collected sure. animals and kept them as a herp pets. Guy. And sure, he was a sure, herp guy, sure, yeah. sure. And it just it just went afoul. But uh, wow! Probably because of of him and and my mom who also loves critters. I've always been around them. Um, and I'm, I'm not afraid of snakes, I'm not afraid of coyotes, I'm not afraid of any of those guys. Um, so yeah. I'll fuck up a coyote at 100 right, yards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. By the way, bless you for saying coyote. Coyote, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm hearing that, and I heard, I picked up on critter. I'm kind of 50-50. I used to always say coyote mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid growing up in Arizona, but then after a while it sort of merged in coyote. Yeah, you get a lot of that coyote. Coyote. Uh, yeah. coyote. Uh, <laughs> what do you study, Tom? Karate. Karate. <laughs> <laughs> um, <wow. laughs> um, he was yeah. freaking badass. He, um, you know, he he went out on back back in the day, in a small town like Wickenburg, Arizona, where he and my mom lived. There would be there wasn't an ambulance usually. The local funeral home, and you probably mm-hmm. know this, Tom. No, yeah, 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 History yeah. would have a ambulance hearse combo, which would you know saved you the second trip. Right, exactly. So if somebody's dead, you send the hearse, and if somebody falls off a ladder and breaks their arm, you send the hearse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just go in different directions. My dad would meet people there, and you know, just do like on the spot fixing people up. It's kind of the the philosophy in... Um, have you ever read Stuart O'Nan's A Prayer for the Dying? No. <gasps> yeah. I should have. Anyway, <laughs> the, main character, the main character is a sheriff, funeral director, doctor, dude. Oh, my God, how did I miss this? Um, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's um, a plague comes, and people start dying in, in the town. And there is one moment in this book... Again, Prayer for the Dying, Stuart O'Neill. One more book of the book that if you aren't paying attention, it'll slip by you, but it's the one of the creepiest moments in, I think, in literature. Awesome. And um, I can tell you about it after. after. I don't want to spoil it anymore because it's <laughs> cool. so good. Um, uh, so, so when growing up, it was just you and Mom, or it did was, you have siblings? Um, I did not have siblings. I was nice. an only, but I had a ton of cousins. So I grew up yeah. sort of in a herd, a small herd. Mostly boys, which kind of explains <laughs> a lot about me. I'm not the most ladylike person ever. Um, but my mom loved animals from the time she was a kid. And uh-huh. I mean, I grew up with 
uh, her two pet coyotes, or coyotes if you prefer, mm -hmm. an alligator nice. named Albert, who we kept until one day he tried to eat my mom, and <laughs> then he went to the... That tends to do it. Yes, yes. Tends to he, shine off the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Then he went to the, the Phoenix Zoo, where he lived for a long time. I don't know how oh, long... Oh, that's very cool. Him, that's but cool. we used to go visit him, so... I, used to, I was afraid you were going to say he went to that big yeah. swamp in the sky. No, no, no. He's no. now luggage. <laughs> no, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, for years we'd go visit Albert. He was... Uh, that's amazing. He was That's cool. cool. Very and cool. we, you know, there were always snakes and lizards and things. My whole family. So I'm getting a picture here. Animals. I'm getting a picture. You know, you got the animus thing, the animal mm -hmm. thing, thing. You got the book thing coming along, and you got a, a love of things spooky. Mm -hmm. Sure, I see it all. I see it all. And I think yeah. I got that from my dad. Like her shrink <laughs> suddenly. My mom's like not really into spooky at all. Well, she okay. My mom says she's not into spooky, scary things, but she. Always, I hope you're listening, Mom. Watch this Criminal Minds, which is some of the goriest shit out there. Dude, just saying. All I got to tell, I tell you all the time about Criminal Minds. The Tim Curry episode. <gasps> oh, so oh, good. So, so creepy. So creepy. Great. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, but it's Tim you know, Curry. I find a lot of people who say they're not into scary stuff actually aren't into suspense. Yeah. Right. And they don't like, it's like they don't like the, you know, the waiting, you know, for something to, to happen. My mom, when she was like, the stuff, the, the, the stuff itself, they, they have no problem with. Yeah, yeah, the thriller stuff, the edge of the seat stuff, she hated. Yeah. But the first time I saw Fulci's Gates of Hell was with my mom. Yeah. Oh, that's right. awesome. <laughs> On video, and she was, I just remember her, she was well into her 70s at that point. She was just like, what the hell? <laughs> I just remember her looking at me constantly like, what the hell are you bringing here? Now, see, my grandma was my movie buddy. She loved art films and horror films, and Sweet. we went to everything together. I went to frickin' Peter Greenaway movies with my <laughs> grandma. <laughs> I once ran into my one of my best friend's dad at a movie with a woman that wasn't his mom. Sure. Ow. And I was, it was for Caligula, <laughs> and I was with a, a girl who at the time my mom used to describe as, just to describe her as Dawn of the Dead. Dawn, just, of, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Oh, it was awesome. it was just this really <laughs> weird so kind of hi. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, you said it wasn't his mom. Did wasn't you his mom. Wasn't his mom or wasn't his. Wasn't his mom and wasn't his date. Okay. I would, no, was his date. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I mean, at fifteen or sixteen or seventeen, I want to say when I gotcha, saw it, I was gotcha. like, <gasps> and we. Yeah, I got some money. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember sneaking into Caligula because I was underage at the time. Sure. <laughs> well, everybody... Back in the day when you could theater hop, right? Exactly, yeah. right? It wasn't that hard. You buy a ticket for one thing and scoot into something. Spend a whole day, day watching movies. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what was great about the drive-in is you didn't have to sneak well unless you came in in the trunk. Yeah. But, I mean, like, they were showing five movies anyways. So. Yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, Moonlight Auto Movie, $1.50 a car load. Yeah. Oh, man. And you would just pile into someone's car with, this will date me, Lucky Lager beer. 12 packs of <laughs> Lucky Lager beer. I think that that's part of the, that's one of the reasons why. Uh, and we missed that. Uh, we we, we so really missed that. And I think it's important because we, people aren't getting the education. Yeah. It's that, a church of film. Yeah. It forces you, especially when there's more than one film on the bill, yeah. it forces you to see something you wouldn't normally see that you may like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, or I saw least you're then informed about. Right, exactly. I saw Teach This 1138 as a B feature to a Mega Man back yeah. in the day. And I would never have gone to see THX 1138, but um, 
there I was. Yeah. I watched it. It was cool. I saw the the Buck Rogers, the Gil Gerard thing. Whenever they used to do oh, pilots, yeah. you know, I they remember, that. remember they, yeah. they used to do pilots in in the theater, um, at, you know, television pilots, and then they would run it. They'd have a theatrical run, but it was the second bill to Inframan. And I would have never seen. Yeah, and Inferman is cool as fuck. <laughs> it's so fun for, you know, for, for rubber monsters. We set up the right yeah, goalposts. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, if you're at a multiple outdoor theater, you can watch stuff on other screens. You wander around. Yeah, yeah I remember. Well, being I think like, it, it, it. Joe Lansdale captures it in the drive-in pretty oh, well. The yeah. idea of like it's it's the congregation. It's we are a congregation of film. You know, mm. we it's a little gathered together. Yeah. And we all have our own little universe in our car. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day when car culture was so huge. and um, That's why these outdoor screening things that cities cool. do now are cool. Because yeah. people sit together and, you know... They I remember, if Sandy Gunnerud is listening, she'll know what I'm talking <laughs> about here, um, going to see mm. Rambo 2, and we parked our cars in a U, and we brought, like, lawn chairs and set them out in the middle, and got uh-huh. drunk as skunks and watched it. <laughs> And I just remember us yelling into the night. Every time Rambo would go, Rah! we'd be like, <laughs> just drunk out of our minds. But it was great, you know. And we yeah. would do that a lot, you know, you Capital Auto movie and that kind of stuff. I miss those days. Man. Yeah. I was like seven or eight when The Exorcist came out. Yeah. And, you know, my, my mom took me and my cousins to some kid movie, and I'm like completely turned around and like, sure, I don't want to watch this. Watching that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're watching it without sound. Exactly. Which is, kind of makes it which cooler. Which is kind of scarier, yeah. yeah. With enough beer, you can make up your own dialogue I in a movie you've never seen. Hiding <laughs> along the hedges watching, um, you know, whatever softcore porn flick. <laughs> I do even better. Yeah. When I was growing up in San Jose, California, there was an auto uh, drive-in that would play porn. Like, if, like straight up porn. Deep Throat played right. there. <laughs> and I remember as like 15, my friend had just got his license and we parked like up on a hill and we were watching it and then about halfway through we realized this isn't, seem, this, this isn't fun at all. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I was just going to say I saw Alien and Jaws as a double feature at a oh, drive-in. And Alien sweet. in a drive-in theater, in a drive-in theater, is just a black screen and people screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is all becoming just old people on a porch. Yeah, just, just like <laughs> sitting there. Like, I remember, remember when we, they used to give out bubblegum and blowjobs at drive-ins. <laughs> Globe, uh, this is only marginally, we go off, we go off on tangents. Um, only marginally related, not even, uh, it's not at all. Um, Globe, uh, Arizona, uh, they had a, uh, they had a, uh, Dirt track, right? Uh, stock car races. Okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and so the 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 barrier around it was these giant um, tr- uh, tires, like from, sure, sure, you know, sure. huge trucks or something. They're they're yep. they're giant, and they just stacked them up, and then it went all the way around. My cousin and I would go and climb in the freaking tires and watch the races. Yeah. There's nothing stopping a car slamming <laughs> into us at I any given that. moment, and I'm like, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm like, how? Because uh, there's so many things like that. When we were kids, you think about it, and like, one, you, n- not a million yeah, years, the think tank of youth, right? And two, how in the hell did we make it to this age? Because we all should be I dead. Know. We all right? should, we should be dead. Uh, I'm gonna come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell me about the book you did on New Orleans tales, fables, 
Oh, the, the book Madame about Madame Lalaurie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of my bestest friends in the entire world is Victoria Cosner, who's an historian and very accomplished, very smart, very cool, and also just like we've been besties since we were 14. I love her desperately. And we always kind of wanted to do something together, and she decided that, weirdly enough, nobody in New Orleans, no native New Orleans people, have written an entire book on Madame Lalaurie. Hmm. And if you don't know who she is, um, just in short summary, she's, if you go on the ghost tours, they'll say she's the lady who kept 15 slaves in the attic and turned them into human caterpillars and gave them sex changes and all this stuff. All kinds of crazy All kinds of crazy stuff, stuff. Yeah. Most, most of which is, is not true, but... There was, there was definitely some bad stuff going on. But Vic Victoria wanted to write this book, and she's like, you know, I, I'm really good at, at the research and everything, but I would like some horror writer muscle in there. <laughs> so I just kind of came on as the hired goon. Oh, good. So, yeah, so she did, did all the heavy lifting on the research and stuff, and I put the spooky, gruesome spin on it, and we just had a blast with it. Yeah, it's a good book. It's, a gr it's I remember when I read it, I was like, uh, you could tell it was a meeting of two disciplines, right. and and not in a bad way. Do I mean that? Um, uh, it was like a, I just kept thinking, spoonful of sugar, right? Here's this mm -hmm. writing that's very lyrical, and then here's all these we're going to inject facts. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very similar to to your other book. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, which um, the name escapes me at the moment, but uh, Mad Doctor McDowell. Right. <laughs> he was this sort of nutty surgeon. Um, Confederate surgeon during the, the Civil War, but an utterly fascinating guy. Just really weird. That was a great time for nutty surgeons. Yes. We were just talking <laughs> about <laughs> amputations and getting people hammered and that kind of thing. And so if you read Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, not watch the movie, but if you read it, he appears as a vampire in there, which he is does. kind of hysterically uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that book, that's a good book. Yeah, it is. I love huh. that book. You watch the movie and, and read the book, and they're two completely different right. uh, experiences. Yeah. It's not a bad book at all. It's, it's good. Yeah. Well, he made so many enemies that he actually wore a custom-made brass chest plate all the time. Because wow. he was afraid somebody was going to kill him. Yeah. And, of course, the reason in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, he wore it so that no one could shoot him or stake him. Stake him. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. That's a little poetic license. Right. Uh... Yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed the movie mostly because of the director. Sure. Um, and I didn't think I would. And now here are two people telling me I should do read the book. You really oh, should. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. really good. Hmm. Um, and I love the uh, I love the, the photo stuff that they did. Because yeah. it looks authentic. It looks it real. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm a fan of that guy. What's his name? Seth uh Seth Brown, Graham, Graham Brown, yeah, Brown yeah, Smith dude. Um, but that particular book I'm all over it. I met him at a con once, and, and he was a good guy. Right. So cool. I'll give him my benefit of the doubt on that one. Forward and this and and the 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 subject of these last two books kind of lead us into what we're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> Southern Gothic. So uh, I guess we should define our terms as usual. So when I think Southern Gothic, I think a couple of things. I think weeping willows, <laughs> plantations. Um, what we talked about before, the, the facade of, of normalcy when there's really some handy shit going on. Usually madness. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Full-blown crazy is always good. Mm -hmm. um, but there's this sort of, like I had said earlier about, the gen about gentility, there's this sort of, everything's fine, even though everything's not. Right. Kind of a thing. It's, it's is that fair? Is that... Is I know, I... I think so. I, I, I think that, that uh, 
um, uh, scandal mm-hmm. is, is plays a big part of it in that there's uh, there's there are these dark things going on, but there's this patina of normalcy that it's so important for everybody to keep. It's like, look, we're not going to lose face. We're you know we're going to pretend like uh, Grandpa Jones, you know, didn't eat that guy. You know? <laughs> well, the the other part of it is that that inherently because we're talking about the South. We're already overlooking slavery well, and rampant racism. And in fact, a lot of times they it, that's a good foil in these stories is right. to is the white person that has to go into the black culture to learn what mm-hmm. he needs to know right, to get right. to the truth. Um, you know, you, you think about, you know, the word gothic and it, and it means a couple different things. Um, but, you know, for for... Horror. He's dancing in brocade. <laughs> <laughs> For horror people, a lot of times you say gothic, you think, you know, Hammer European or, yeah, yeah, castles yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, and it occurred to me that what are plantations if not American castles and fiefdoms? Sure. Yeah. And so, it, so a lot of the same tropes uh, as far as like the intrigue that's going on behind this blue blood family mm-hmm. um, are, 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 are taking place this time in the American South. So the the, oh, yeah. the the castle and the plantation are kind of kind of the same. I can see that. Yeah. Look at Terra in Gone with the Wind. Sure. It, that's nothing but a castle. True, true. And there are kind of two strains of it too. There's sort of the high Southern Gothic, which you know involves the plantations and the wealthy families and all that. And then there's low Southern Gothic, like you know God's Little Acre, where mm-hmm. everybody is living their life at such a desperate hard scramble level that. It's affected them badly. <laughs> well, you know what's weird about that is that two things about Gods of Laker. Number one, Buddy Hackett's in it mm-hmm. in a fairly straight role, and uh, as the sex pot Tina Louise. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, bef- this is before Gilligan's Island sure. when she's young and smoking. I didn't know she was that good looking back in the day. Yep. Um, Robert Ryan's in it as the lantern jaw sort of hero, and then Aldo. Ray- <laughs> Aldo Ray's in it. It's my relationship with Aldo Ray. We've talked about it before. I saw him in a porn once, and it was like, "Is that Aldo Ray?" Um, but yeah, that that or I would even counter with something like Frailty. Has I, that, I've got it on my list. I love Frailty. <laughs> that has that same sort of like we're 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 poor, but this. I, uh, one thought about Gothic is that I feel like there's an inherent tragedy to it. Yeah. Sure. Someone's died and someone can't get over it. Yeah. Someone has had a child out of wedlock, and that scandal alone, they just. Well, you know, in uh, a lot of, I think a lot of early uh, um, gothic uh, stuff, you know, there's there's there's, if not overt supernatural things going on, there's at least this acknowledgement of this darkness, mm-hmm. whether that, and, and it might be darkness of the human spirit, mm-hmm. or it might be something that's historical that's happened at this place, but there's there's definitely this kind of dark Well, you know, even, even uh, on my list, one of the titles I, I came up with was uh, Legend of Boggy Creek, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of, kind of fits the bill. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's not a lot of this intrigue we're talking about, but but here you have this, this thing that's out there. Yeah, and, and yeah. Well, it's funny because most Southern Gothic, I think, isn't horror. It's got horror-related themes, mm-hmm. but the ones that are actually straight-up horror movies are probably in the minority. They tend to they, be more about scandals and things. Right, absolutely. Um, uh, I'm looking really I'm quick. looking at uh, a definition I pulled up, and it was uh, uh, for 
Gothic, it's particularly Southern Gothic, and and the first thing it said was uh, a fascination with the grotesque. Yes, guilty <laughs> <Grotesque. laughs> as charged. Yeah. You know what? As I look over this list, uh, I think you're right. There's not a lot that are horror related. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they tend to be dark, but they're not straight up horror. I mean, mine are, but <laughs> yeah, but a lot of other people. A lot of maybe yeah, not. it's it's true. It, I mean, I guess for lack of a better word, real life horror. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. murder, madness, well, when you deviant get to, sex. When you get to something like, let's say, Skeleton Key, sure, that that is oh. straight up horror. Yeah, I that's a that's a horror film. Key. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, the big elephant in the room on all of us. One of the elephants in the room is Angel Heart. Oh, which yeah. is straight up horror. Yeah. Angel Heart is one. It's an amazing film, and it and it and it crosses boundaries in, as far as genre goes. It's a noir. Mm-hmm. It's a film noir film, but it's also a whole gothic thing. It's oh, like yeah. it's it's all of these things, and uh, it's it's so good. It's probably one of the titles that we, there's like most of the things on my list are probably you know are the hits, mm. um, and, and Angel Heart is is definitely big up there at the top. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, real briefly about one that I, I don't think people think of as a Southern Gothic. Um, it is a horror film, but it totally qualifies as a Southern Gothic, and that's Pumpkinhead. I Absolutely. Pumpkinhead. I don't have it on oh my, my list. That's a great pull. Pumpkinhead is about you know this 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 guy and his kid gets killed by these by these you know bros from the city, and he wants revenge. And he what does he do? He goes to the old witch lady that lives out in the swamp. One of the greatest characters in cinema. Yeah. Haggis the Witch is so fucking scary. scary. Yeah. Just looking and at And one her. of my favorite lines where when he finally realizes what he's unleashed and he comes to her and he tells her to stop it and she says no. He says, God damn you. God damn you. And, he, and she just smiles and says, you already have. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Young Tom. There's seeing nothing, that yeah. was just, oh, that's just... <laughs> Such a great performance yeah, by yeah. Lance Henriksen too. Oh my god, he's he killing it. Stan, he's directed so by good. Stan Winston, great monster, great everything. Everything on, on that movie. It is, went. It went kind of. By the time we hit two and three, well, yeah. it's like all those things. It's like once you start doing the sequels, you, you start getting diminishing returns. I wanted to bring up something um, in reference to what you were talking about, Lorelai, in uh, about low. Um, Southern Gothic, uh, 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 poor people. Um, is this great? I, there's a song by Warren Zevon um, called "Play It All Night Long," and it's a song about that exactly. Mm. And there's a there's a there's a line in there. Where he's like, "There ain't much to country living except sweat, sweat and piss and jizz and blood." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my God, that's my childhood." <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. And it, I think it totally describes that. Um, I wanted to pop back real quick um, about something that Langley said um, about deviant or alternative sexuality or gender roles. That pops up over and over again, mm-hmm. particularly in Southern Gothic literature. You get there are a lot of queer characters. Um, there are a lot of characters who just don't behave in standard gender role ways. Sure. There's of course, I mean, the big cliche is incest. Yeah, that shows up a incest. lot. Incest. Sure. Um, you got things like which isn't quite a Gothic, but Mandingo. Gets, yeah, gets right, into the play. Sure, sure. Um, go ahead. Well, one, I think you're right. I think that that comes back to that whole scandal thing, where where, where you know it, it becomes important to keep the the family secrets. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And the family secrets include you know 
uh, all these things that are outside of the the, the norm. Yeah. I'm using air quotes here. Yeah. Um, and well, yeah, there's and I also think it's important. I agree, agree. There's also the element of barely thin. I'm going to say thinly veiled uh, B and D and S and M. The idea of like I'm whipping people because I'm a slave owner or whatever. Right. But it plays kind of into that same vibe. So it's fortunate. For me, as the person doing the whipping, I'm also a sadist, and so this is giving me <laughs> right, something right, right, else. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, you see that a lot. You yeah. see the, the joy with, with which all that stuff takes sure. place. There's a lot of, we're going to put you in a box in the in the field, right. and you're going to heat up, and blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of that stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but I agree. It's, and it's any kind of deviant, quote, unquote, there we go with air quotes again, um, deviant behavior, whether it is whether it is the, the, the family that... that sleeps together or the, <laughs> right. the crazy aunt that sneaks out every night and does X, Y, and Z. You know, it just occurred to me, uh, we were talking a little bit about Game of Thrones earlier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, this is all Game of Thrones. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's just not in the South. Uh, and that's the other thing I ran across is that uh, this, it's, while while obviously uh, just the name itself implies that you're, you know we're kind of bound to a particular location, I think this applies to a lot of uh, a lot of things. Uh, um, uh, Twin Peaks comes to mind. Twin Peaks yeah. happens up here, mm -hmm. but it has all the same tropes as as the Southern Gothic does. It's the I don't know the Northwestern gothic yeah but it's a lot of times a rural community you mm -hmm. know because you're you're kind of isolated right yeah you don't see a lot of like inner city southern gothics i, no. I imagine that's got my wheel spinning now well we got well we got we got angel heart a little bit kind of because but it's not like a lot of that takes place out in the swamps, out in the swamps too yeah. yeah right 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 it's I like he's jerked from that world, right? He's yeah. like, I'm in the city, and now I'm now I'm pulled out into this seedy... And if you haven't read the book, which is called Fallen Angel, you really should, because yeah, it's great. if you read the book and watch the movie, it's sort of a total experience. There are some weird things about the character of Harry in the book that aren't in the movie and stuff like that. And some clever things that came up in the movie, um, like his, his fear of chickens. <laughs> it was wonderful. Dude, De Niro's so good in that movie. Oh, yeah, he's great. So good. Something that uh, that I, I I think is also really important. I think it fits in with the whole superstition and supernatural uh, aspect of of the Southern Gothic, and that is and that's religion and how important mm, oh yeah. religion plays mm -hmm. in a lot of these people's choices or in this whole aspect of scandal. Right? It's like you know the the, the preacher who's doing something bad. Mm -hmm. um, can't let that be known. It's a big secret. Um, and toward that end, I was thinking about um, Harry Powell um, in uh, uh, Robert Mitchum in Night of the Hunter. Oh, gosh, that's a good movie. Where he's basically subverting so religion good. to fit his perverted ends, you yeah. know, and it's like, yeah. uh, that is, for me... Charles Lawton, right? Yeah, the only that, one that he The directed. only thing he ever directed. No, no, he did a... Didn't he do a Moreau thing? That no one's ever seen. No, well, I he. Um, act, no, no, no. He was. He, he was, was in it. He I acted think. in it. Island of the Lost Souls. Well, he he was yeah, a very like evidently tender soul, and when He's, audiences at the time couldn't handle Night of the Hunter and it got bad reviews, it just broke his heart, and he never directed it. Yeah, I want to say my this could be faulty memory, but wasn't Charles Lawton married to Elsa Lanchester? Yes. Yeah. They were each other's beards. Really. Yeah. Really. 
awesome. They were yeah. best best friends. They um you know they didn't sleep together, but they loved each other. Sure. Uh, yeah, she she was gay. And man, some of her. Have you listened to some of her early um sort of I don't know naughty song recordings? Is that Manchester? Yes. No, but I must so now. Yeah, you have to. You have to. It's wow. so great. Yeah, she recorded the stuff that was like right on the edge of being dirty blues, but wow. like in the thirties. Really cool. Yeah. Very wow. cool. You know, I saw some um, uh, wardrobe and makeup tests photos they did on her as the bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just unbelievable. Oh, just she's beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah, that's something. Um, but you know, we we were talking about horror films, and and again, a lot of these don't account. I see a lot of Tennessee Williams in here. The one that came up for me that, that this one list I saw listed as a uh, Southern Gothic was was Fulci's The Beyond, and I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, mm. just because there's so much supernatural stuff going on that it right. sort of puts its thumb on the scale. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, I, I mean, it takes place on a plantation, right? It does. It does. There's lots of trees and there are trees. <laughs> well, Langley found uh, a 1926 Mary Pickford movie called Sparrows that we both ended up watching. It Is that gorgeous? Really great! It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It it it. I mean, the they had to have gone out in the swamp to film it. I oh, can't they, imagine. Yeah, I mean, they did. Because like, it was it is. It, whatever you think of visually, whenever you think. Southern Gothic. This mo- every frame is like that. Did you? Re- how did you see it? YouTube. It's on YouTube. In seven parts or something yeah. like that. And, the, and then, did you notice the last part's not there? Yeah. Like the links broke. Yeah. So the, the end of the movie isn't there, but you get, you get to an. You get end the idea. Get, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of there's. It's an odd movie because it's dealing with this heavy subject of this dude has got a, a baby farm. Uh, out in the swamp, <laughs> where basically uh, he's taking in kids, and you see it today, people do it all the time, taking in orphan kids to get money, um, and then uses them basically as slave labor. Oh, yeah, you know. and they're not all orphans, too. He takes them in from uh, single mothers and stuff, is the right. implication. They're there again with the taboo thing. Yeah. And yeah. basically takes their money, saying that he'll take care of them, and, you know, barely feeds them, and treats them horribly, and beats them up. There's some stuff in that movie that I don't think you could do to a kid in the movie. No, <laughs> wow, it's true, it's true. But it's also funny. It's a funny movie. It's, <laughs> it is. It's it's a yeah. It's oh, a good child, child abuse. Oh, child abuse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes me wistful for my youth. Yeah, that's, great. Um, yeah, that's a great one. Um, Story of Temple Drake from 1933 is a good one too. Look at you. These are not none of these are on my list. <laughs> that, that's kind of one of those sort of you know fallen woman tries to redeem herself type. Southern Gothic. It's really good. It's really pretty. Where was the... I'm trying to think of the one that I just saw with... Nat, uh, the, this property is condemned. Mm-hmm. Natalie Wood, Robert yes. Redford, Charles Bronson as a yep. Lothario love interest. Directed by Sidney Pollack. That's mm-hmm. very much sort of Natalie Wood as the fallen woman. And, and not too sad about it. She seems to like that role pretty good. Um... But that's one of the things I also saw in these movies as I was going over them. <coughs> Weird castings. Uh, looking for one that comes to mind. Lawrence Harvey and Geraldine Page in something called Summer and Smoke. Hmm. Um, 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 we were, you were talking about Gods and Monsters earlier. Yeah. Uh, Bill Condon did one... 
called Sister Sister, Eric Stoltz, Jennifer Jason Lee, like 1987. That I have not seen. Yeah, it was one of those VHS oh, things. Interesting. I, I went through this list, created this list, and went through all these trailers, and some of them were just like, holy shit, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> one oh, of my, uh, go ahead. I was saying, Langley brought up um, Swamp Water, which is such a yep. fun Swamp Water is so cool. It is. Walter Brennan is great. He is so awesome. <laughs> and Menacing. Yes. yes, yeah, not your not your usual Walter Brennan. And Baxter's in there, Jean mm-hmm. Renoir directed, Dana Andrews is... I, was it his first American movie? I think it was. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But anyway, yeah. I, think but I saw a scene on YouTube player. where it was like Dana Andrews stumbles upon fugitive Walter Brennan. And it's mm-hmm. he's really menacing. It's yeah. not like he he's, is. you know, hitch up in his get along <laughs> kind of old man thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I, I kind of find that, that Walter Brennan laugh kind of creepy in and of itself. I absolutely. Love suddenly last summer. I'm so glad you brought that up. Messed up movie, dude. Okay, hold on a second. Suddenly last summer, I've been talking about this for a long time. One, Joseph L. Mankiewicz, who's a legend. Um, Elizabeth Taylor, Catherine Hepburn, Montgomery Cliff, Mm -hmm. and children cannibalizing a human. Yes. How do you not love that? I read the synopsis on this on something. I'm like, how have I missed this thing? So and it's so good. It's filmed in really lush black and white. Well, it, it suffers from the title. You think it's something else yeah. when you when you first hear that. I like how you sort of implied that children aren't human. No, 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 no. But it's one of the big taboo. It's like um, it's like there's a film called Who Can Kill a Child about children. That's, it's it's like the Star Trek episode about Bop on the Head of the Grups. Yes. It's like, Children going like, we don't need adults, fuck those guys, and then just killing them all, and then kind of living their lives. Um, who can kill a child? It's so not a Southern Gothic, but a man and a woman sort of happen upon this island, and they're walking around, and all they see is kids, and then things start to get a little messy from there. But no, I, things I get weird. Don't be impatient, baby. You'll get your human card when you turn 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, um, I wanted to bring up um, a Russ Meyer film. Because I always want to bring up Russ Meyer films, just because. But in this particular case, he made a movie called Lorna. Oh. And Lorna, um, it was filmed in... I uh, love the reveal on these. Oh. <laughs> Lorna, um, Lorna obviously was, was filmed out in the boonies in, in California, but it looks like it could be anywhere. It could be, you know, the, 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 the east side of Texas or Arkansas. Um, and it's a... a it is a really good movie. I've now, never heard of this. Mm-hmm. It, it, Lorna uh, starred um, a, 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 a girl like he often, so often did, that he discovered. Um, and he renamed her for the movie Lorna Maitland. And she was kind of this, you know, she's a Russ Meyer girl. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, it's it's all this stuff and boobs. Um, <laughs> but he... Um, it's like Congress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, uh, he really stretches as a filmmaker because you, you the the compositions there, there's a shot of like the, it's it's black and white and they're coming down this road and they come kind of around this thing and you look up and there's this preacher in like this old you know old preacher thing with the, with the with the weird collar I mean the weird uh, tie the rope tie and uh, it is so good and it's so seedy it's um this is how Russ Meyer describes it now uh, he describes it as 
a brutal examination of the important realities of power, prophecy, freedom, and justice in our society against a backdrop of violence and lust where simplicity is only a facade. <laughs> With boobs. With, With boobs! boobs. <laughs> um, wow. I had forgotten about that one. I'm so glad you brought it up. It's, it's a, 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 a lady who's kind of left at home a lot. Her husband's gone. Um, she goes out, takes a swim, and this escaped convict finds her and ravages her, ravages her and she <laughs> finds out that she kind of likes it and, <laughs> and it and it goes on from there and it, it does have a tragic ending but if you ever get a chance check out Lorna yeah wow so I guess we're kind of just going around and just talking about them I guess yeah do you have another you know I'm, I'm gonna throw out a weird concept here just for the hell of it I think there's very little to no difference between southern gothic and hollywood gothic they have oh. all the same elements. You've got a, sure. an exclusive, uh, you know, isolated community that protects its own. You know, I mean, you look at whatever happened to Baby Jane mm-hmm. or um, Sunset Boulevard, and there's almost no Straight difference up. except they're in Hollywood. Yeah, look yeah. at look at uh, the Del Toro thing, Crimson Peak. Change oh, that yeah. to a plantation, yeah. Yeah. rotting plantation. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. It is. It is a good point. I was thinking when it, when we first started talking about this, how much like a Southern Gothic Sunset Boulevard feels mm-hmm. and looks. You know, yeah. you're in this, you know, this 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 mansion. You know, and uh, it it looks like man that movie. That is, I can watch that movie. Over and over mm-hmm. and over. Oh, I absolutely love it. And there are some things, some just little things about it that I love. Like, the movie was shot in 1950, and they throw out a Black Dahlia joke. Three yeah. years later. That, wow. That's kind of like throwing out a John Benet joke a few years after. Wow. It's you know? <laughs> yeah. gnarly. Wow, wow. Uh, you know, one of the ones I stumbled upon, George Roy Hill, who did The Sting and Butch Cast and the Sundance did, Kid, did a play, or a movie, 1963, Toys in the Attic, based <gasps> yeah. on a Lillian Hellman movie. Now, why I'm bringing this up, Geraldine Page and Dean Martin. Dean Martin, yes. And it's cool. <laughs> There's a great clip on YouTube where he leaves her, and she's like, oh, you'll be back, you'll be back, and then, like, the housekeeper leaves. <laughs> you'll be back, you'll be back. Fucking great. Geraldine Page shows up in a lot of these um, and again, yeah. Tennessee Williams. I see mm-hmm. a lot of adaptation of Tennessee Williams. I stuff. think I jotted down everything by Tennessee Williams on here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty what's much. Your, what's your favorite Tennessee Williams oh. movie? Um, gosh. Uh, what's the classicism of what Cat think about on a hot one? tin roof? <laughs> you know, there's yeah. like that sort of that has everything. And I just love Burl Ives' Big Daddy. Yeah, big yeah, Daddy yeah. and Big Mama. Yeah. Come on. That was pretty special. Doesn't That's get any more southern than that. Yeah. I like Baby Doll. Baby, Baby Doll. Doll. Well, yeah, yeah. It's funny because that was almost a black comedy in its own yes. way. <laughs> Another guy that keeps showing up, Carl Malden in a lot of these. I was going to say. This Carl is Carl Malden. Malden. Is and the other thing about Baby Doll that is really kind of creepy is as the uh, sort of pushy Lothario... Um, Eli Wallach, yes, like the ugly from Good and the, the Bad and the Ugly, yeah, um, directed by Elia Kazan too. Also, that movie started the, if you want, I don't know if it's a fad or or the fashion sense of the baby doll, mm. the baby doll nightgown, yes, yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing that she wore and everyone yeah. thought it was so hot and, yeah. and all this other stuff. 
And it definitely played on creepy sexuality. You know, the character mm -hmm. was virginal and 19, but she slept in a crib and sucked her thumb. Yes. Like, oh, man. It's almost, it's almost like a John Waters thing. <laughs> have it you ever kind seen of it? is. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Baby? Yes, that is the weirdest <laughs> darn movie. And I love the I don't know why I brought that up. I did not see that in coming. I'm just saying. It was awesome. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, Laura, uh, Lorelai and I were talking the other night, and she brought up a title that was one of those mm -hmm. oh shit titles. It's like oh, I am an idiot because I didn't <laughs> think of this. Um, Swing Blade. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Swing Blade is so good. Yeah, there's a great. You can find it on YouTube. The original short film. Man, the, that he the did. original short film was great. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about. It. I wish that they had kept Molly Ringwald for that mm -hmm. that reporter role. It was yeah. probably too small. Yeah. 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 Talk about sexuality, man. Fucking Black Snake Moan. Oh, that's yeah. a great movie. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah, you yeah. go like, I, I feel so wrong for <laughs> for what I'm experiencing right now. There's a lot of buttons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being, uh, being pressed. And how great, I mean, Christina Ricci, all her job is to do is just to smolder. Yes. You know, have you ever seen, she's in a movie, um, is it Six Degrees of Separation? Something? With I, Will Smith? N no. I forget the name of it. Anyway, there's a great scene of her standing there at a funeral, and everyone is walking up to the casket and putting flowers down, and she walks up and she's smoking a cigarette, and she just sort of throws the butt into the casket and walks away. <laughs> it's so good. I forget the name of it. God damn it. Okay, if you're a fan of hers, you must have seen Afterlife, right? Afterlife is great. It is, and she's naked through like 95% through of it. 95% <laughs> of it. And Liam Neeson is just walking around being, like, creepy. Yeah. Um... Uh, it always it always falls. This is way afield, but that always reminds me of something else because this is Afterlife is after dot life. Yes, there's another Japanese movie called Afterlife mm -hmm. that is easily in my top five movies of all time um, about when you die, you go to this place where counselors help you pick one memory that you'll carry with you into the afterlife. Oh, interesting. They film it. And so when they're done getting all of this film together, everyone sits in the audience and watches their film, and when the lights come up, everyone's gone, because they've moved on, right? Right, right? It's so good, and no one ever talks about it, but it's good. Check it out, Afterlife. I um, It's like mid-80s, 90s. Cool. And then After Dot Life. And After Dot Life, too. That's more recent. I want to say that's like 2008, 2009. Mm, something like that, something like that. Yeah. Does anybody else see Cape Fear as Night of the Hunter Part 2? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I totally actually. do. Yeah. And I, I actually love both versions of it. I mean, the original <sighs> is fantastic, and I really dug the dug the remake. The Ileana Douglas arm break is fucking brutal, man. It is. It's so yeah. brutal. And all that weird sexuality between Juliette Lewis and uh -huh. De Niro gets really uncomfortable. Yeah. It does. And, and uh, De Niro is... is poor. Prop, oh. Like... like you know, people always point to Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver is one of my Desert Island movies. Mm -hmm. But I think De Niro's performance in Cape Fear is yeah, it's great. him at the top, top, top of his game. Absolutely oh, yeah, great. Definitely. So, not long after we moved up here, 
my husband moved up a couple of weeks after I did, so I was, you know, home alone setting up the house like that. And one night I decided I'm just going to watch both versions of Cape Fear back to back. Oh, good. <laughs> what a moron. Yeah, yeah. I, I spent the night sitting on the couch clutching dogs yeah, and yeah, trembling. Yeah. I could see you sitting on the porch with the shotgun like Night of the Hunters. <laughs> Pretty <with> much. <laughs> you know, one that kind of falls outside of the, the scope of what we've been talking about is uh, The Killer Inside Me. Oh my gosh, mm. I love that. From the movie. Jim Thompson book. Mm-hmm. Um, man. So good. So Casey good. Freaking Affleck is so amazing. Yeah, in he's that. great in it. Um, the the beating of uh, Jessica Alba oh, is that's fucking brutal. So hard to watch. And you know you're you're you know you're kind of two minds because one, it's Jessica Alba. <laughs> On the right, other right. hand, it's uh it's vi- it's it's almost uh, irreversible level violence against a woman. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard to watch. And her love for him. Yeah. I mean, when he's, she seems to be almost dead, and he says, "I love you," and she manages to say through her swollen, misshapen mouth, "I love you too." Like, yeah. Oh. You know, it also I always think of the, this film and another K film, and that's Killer Joe. I love Killer Joe. Together, <laughs> Killer Joe <laughs> is great. Um, will you will never look at fried chicken the same way again. <laughs> no, no, you will not. Um, but Matthew McConaughey tears it up. He's in a lot of that stuff, and I wonder because if, he, if he's just getting cast because of the draw. I mean, he was in Mud, but most importantly, Mud he was, was in True good. Detective. True Detective. True Detective. Season it's, one was it, a fantastic It fires example. on all cylinders on, yeah. on what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and it makes the connection between um, a lot of this stuff and... Uh, there's a whole there's a whole genre of music mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that is is um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for I, 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 indicative of of, of of the Southern Gothic and, and uh, I don't even know what to call it. I call it um, Gothic Americana I don't That's know good. sure yeah, that yeah, works. It works for me but I mean but but by including the Handsome Family. Um, are using them as the... the it's a good the, pull. The, 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 it was oh, yeah. great. That establishes yeah. credibility. It, That's really Immediately, good. right off the bat, you're in that world. You know, yeah. Killer Joe, that one last time I thought about Killer Joe, directed by William Friedkin, who, yes. who, it's, yeah. who, who it's kind of from a period in his life where no one really talks about that stuff, but it's right around the same time as, like, Bug, which is yeah. great. I yeah. love yeah. Bug. Bug was great. So cool. Um, but, and yeah. He hadn't, had, had, am I right that it, he hadn't done anything in a while? Hmm. Prior no. to making Killer Joe. I mean, the last thing was uh, like The Guardian, right? That goofy right. tree movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might have done, yeah. done some TV episodes or something like I mean, that. He did Bug and like, gosh, that was maybe 2006. Yeah. And then much later. Bug is, mm. I never, I, I am so shocked in like cons and stuff. If that gets brought up, you're just like, alright. Immediately that guy gets a pass. Right, Because yeah, right. that's yeah. a good pull. That's yeah. a great Such pull. A great movie. Um, let's see. You know, it, all the list I was looking at, they they included everybody was sure to include To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh yep. yeah. And I, while I get it, sure. I I I, I think I it's think a it different. The theme's different, right? Yeah. The, the it's it's as much as Southern Gothic is like Inherit the Wind is. Right. Or, Which it isn't. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or Gone with the Wind. Yeah. It, well, no, and the fact that it's it's more of a courtroom drama or a Time to Kill. It's a courtroom drama yeah. more than it is about. These, these themes that we've been talking about. Talking yeah, about. I agree. It is, but it's got incest. It does. Rape and a crazy guy locked up in his house by his family. That's true. Sure. I mean, it's <laughs> all true. there. It's 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 uh, man, it's hard to get away from this stuff when you're down there. 
<laughs> you know, another another one that came up that uh, I think is kind of another elephant in the room is is uh, a horror film, and that's Two Thousand Maniacs. Oh, I oh, love sure. Two Thousand. You know, yeah. it, it it doesn't fit the mis. I mean, there's a mystery there that you're trying to figure out, and but you're so busy wallowing in all the gore and yeah. You know. Oh, and I love the fact that Herschel Gordon Lewis just got sick of his music person and wrote the frickin' lead song himself. <laughs> He's and it's a great theme fun. song. It is awesome. Uh, one of the big regrets of my life. I never got to meet him. Lewis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those guys who, like, um, he's important because he moves that sort of accept, uh, that uh, accessibility to hard, some pretty hardcore, even if it's fake looking, but hardcore gore. Um, but he's a terrible filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> True, but I adore him anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, it's like, it's like a lot of that stuff where it's like, I almost love him more because of that. It's like, despite your limitations as a filmmaker, you're doing it. Yeah, you know, it's well, like Ted went, V. Michaels or anything. Yeah. Yeah. He went from doing nudie cuties to horror, basically mm-hmm. because the market shifted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, sort of, I guess, nudie cuties were kind of semi-softcore porn. They frequently yeah. involved nudist camps and cute young ladies. Or girls in bikinis doing yeah, yeah. household chores. That's, yeah. that's what it's all that Doris, Doris yeah. Wishman stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that you can find. Yeah. Um, you know, we, you said t- uh, Tennessee Williams earlier. Uh, I'm going to throw out Sweet Bird of Youth with Paul Newman, Geraldine Page, directed by Richard Brooks, who did yeah. Elmer Gantry. That's one of his lighter ones, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, and it's fun. <laughs> Paul Newman shows up in a lot of these. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in he's he in on a Hot Tin Roof. He's he on is. this. He's on a few others. This stuff was ripe for a, a, a certain type of actor who really got into character work. Mm-hmm. Um, on a Hot Tin Roof is a really good example of that, where um, the the you can tell that the, that the um, can tell that the people are really uh, inhabiting the character. Mm-hmm. They really, they know, they recognize that there's a lot here for me to work with as an actor. There's a lot for me to explore. You know, I get to cry, I get to scream, there's I get to kill dialogue. To, yeah, exactly. You know, um, Long Hot Summer, Martin Ritz with, again, with Paul Newman mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, yep. Joanne Woodward, mm-hmm. a really weirdly made up Orson Welles. He <laughs> <laughs> looks really bizarre. He does. Um, but there's a great some great stuff in there of just them talking and there's these like the powerful man with the veiled threats and the young guy that just doesn't give a fuck um it's good stuff have we I did we just mention it or or did we talk about Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte we haven't talked talk about Hush Hush, Hush Sweet Charlotte yet. that's another one of those big elephants in the room yeah. Yeah. supposedly a sequel ever. to uh the Baby Jane movie right the thematic Sequel, yeah, well, the idea yeah. is that they were going to be the new double punch yeah. of of this sort of aesthetic. The, they were going to be the Martin and Lewis of kind of old lady horror. And then if, you, if anyone has seen if anyone's seen Feud, that was great. I love Feud. Um, you'll you know that they hated each other, and uh, so they they went with the bigger star and kept Betty Davis. Yeah, and got rid they of being Joker. Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, and then although I thought. Olivia de Havilland worked out really, really well. In Agnes Moorhead rocks in this movie. Agnes yeah. Moorhead, yeah. Young Bruce yeah. Dern is the, mm-hmm. the guy that gets killed in oh, the yeah. beginning. Oh, yeah. He's uh, such a weaselly little creep yeah, in yeah. this movie. Joseph Cotton is Joseph in there. Joseph Cotton. This, I, I'm, you know, anytime I bring up this movie, I'm, I'm constantly surprised and thrilled 
to know that it meant it was such a big deal to so many other people. Mm-hmm. Both Tom and I, uh, like, saw it really young. I saw it really young. I saw it in a, at a drive-in. Wow. My mom, we were not rich, I'll say that, and, uh... Going to the movies was a big deal, yeah. and we all loaded into the Buick and went to the El Rancho Drive-In to see a new comedy, and that comedy was Hush Hush We Charlotte, and <laughs> she had a carload of kids, awesome. and when that axe fell, it was yeah. like, everyone go to bed, because <laughs> you couldn't leave. She didn't want to leave, because right. she had spent the money to go, and that yeah. was a big deal for us, but I remember peeking through the bucket seats at the movie and just being, it was like a whole other thing, yeah. a whole other it's, world. It's, Hugely impressionable. I mean, like it, it 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 scarred me in a really good way. Dude, when when yeah when Joseph uh, spoiler when Joseph (laughs) Cotton's head comes rolling down the stairs, (laughs) stairs. holy shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. And Uh, she's so good in it. Betty Davis is so so good in it. Well, she's she's got so much dignity. Yeah, that character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, in my research for this, I found a version. I want to say it was off The Tonight Show. Betty Davis singing... Hush, hush, sweet <laughs> With that four-pack-a-day habit she had. And someone goes, hey, I know. Let's put Betty in front of the mic and have her drop some rhymes. Wow, it's really terrible. But that it's a great, great movie. But see, that terribleness worked in um, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, when she mm-hmm. sings, I've written a letter to Daddy. Yeah. Oh, oh creepy. It's so <laughs> creepy. Um, a movie that I love just because it's so weird, but mm-hmm. I think fits into all this, is um, Wise Blood. Oh, I love Wise Blood. Yeah. The 1979 yeah. It's a comedy. It was Ned bad. Beatty, John yeah. Houston, so Harry Dean so weird, yeah. And you couldn't get it for the longest, longest time. They finally brought it out on DVD, but it like, took yeah. forever. I just, it's I, a super young Brad Dourif. Oh, is. yes, he's so adorable. Yeah. 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 Have I told you about my little Brad Dourif problem? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, <laughs> I think we... Yeah. The problem might not be the right word. Like, <laughs> you know, another one that I found that I've never seen, and maybe you all have, it's called The Young One. Louis Bunel, mm-hmm. the guy who did Ed Illusion Dog, right? yeah. did a Southern Gothic. Have no. you seen that one, Roxy? No, but... You would probably like it. It's, the young it's one? It's weird. It's got a lot of interesting racial and sort of um, classist themes. It's it's pretty darn good and a, sort of ahead of its time. Mm. I've seen a lot of his movies, but I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm trying to round out my page here. You know... Written, written on the Wind, 1953. <laughs> throw that out there. Lauren Bacall, Rock Hudson, Robert Stack. Robert Stack. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. young guy. Uh, Looking like a million bucks. You know, uh, you know, we talked about True Detective. There's a couple of places that I can think of where, where um, on television where uh, this genre is, is really well represented. And the first one is American Gothic. Oh, that was sure. the best show. It was such a good show. And it yeah. had, oh God, it had, who's the kid? Uh, Lucas. Haas. Um, no, Lucas Black. Black. Lucas Black, man. Lucas Haas is the other juggier guy. It was just a chomping and a chomping at my heels. In a weird (laughs) way, in a weird way, isn't isn't House of Cards kind of... It's got that gentility. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a stretch, but... It's got... Well, Kevin Spacey's uh, uh, doing a lot of what he did 
with um, his character in Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Yeah. That, that soft-spoken thing. Mm-hmm. You know, one people don't talk about, because I think most people don't know about it, is the reflecting skin from 1990, which is just a strange and demented-ass movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. It, it reminds me, you ever seen, um, not in theme or anything, it just reminds me about the, that feeling, Bernard Rose's Paper House? Yes, yeah. you're right. It yeah. does have that kind of nightmarish feel yeah, to it. Yeah, kind of weird. Um, one that I also want to mention, okay, here's your triple threat. <laughs> Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid, mm-hmm. Family's Kirstie McNichol, in the night the lights went out in Georgia. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there was the song, the Vicky Lawrence song got mm-hmm. big, and right. someone in like someone in the Corman-esque move said, "I know." It's like uh, the Billy Joe. Oh, that's one. Definitely. Man, now there's okay that song. If that's not Southern Gothic, I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> is. Oh, totally. And then the movie. With uh, was who's the blue-eyed kid that we never see anymore? Robbie Benson. Robbie Benson. Robbie Benson. Yeah. Married to Carla DeVito. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah, was yeah. a who was Meatloaf's backup singer. Nice. And, uh, uh, and the original a, person on stage, right? For she's for in Pirates of Penzance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, she there's a, she has a great record called "Is This a Cool World or What?" that has a uh, a version of uh, Meatloaf and uh, Jim Steinman's "Heaven Can Wait" that is. Amazing. Oh wow! It's amazing. Um, Robbie Benson's directing now. Is he? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, cool. Let's see. He was one of those people that you, you saw and saw. You know, we were talking about how um, Lorelai was talking about how both um, Cape Fear and the remake are great movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on the cusp of getting uh, I a, just wrote a that Southern down. Gothic <laughs> yeah. uh, coming out. Um, and that is uh, Sofia Coppola's remake of *The Beguiled*, mm-hmm. which was original. Had uh, Clint Eastwood. Yep. Yes. And um, this looks a little more of a, like a. The new one looks a little more bodice ripper <laughs> kind of thing. There's a lot of. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, uh, I, I get the same feeling from it as I did with the Coen Brothers *True Grit* remake. Because mm-hmm. I love that. I, I hope people it's good. people who listen to this know I hate remakes, and so it's rare that I come across something that I'm excited. No, this about. looks genuinely good, and, yeah. it, and it's yeah. right in her wheelhouse. Because she did that. What was that movie she did about suicide with uh, Kirsten Dunst, Sophia Coppola? Oh. The Suicide. I want to say Diaries? Suicide Club. Yeah, Suicide Diaries. Yeah. yeah, she gets that dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty well. Um, who was who was the girl? She was a young girl in the original Beguiled. And you saw Glynis her... O'Connor. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? She was Charlotte's in, Web. She was in a thousand after-school specials. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. she was she was a huge star, and then, like, she hit puberty, and, and then it was like, poof. Gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just gone. Whether she got married and said, I don't need this shit, this debasement on a daily basis. I think, I think the last thing I remember seeing her uh, on a regular basis was, like, Jason of Star Command. Or, yeah. Or Star she Academy was, a, she was everywhere she was. for a while there. I'm going to click off some some things that we may we missed, and I just want to hit them really fast. Sure. Number one, Deliverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of, kind of, sort of. It's you know, Deliverance is is weird because it it's also it's also a action movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it's got that element, you know, like we you know we kill the hillbilly, and then they make um, 
poor Mr. Petey squeal like a pig. Mm. <laughs> Great stuff. It's a good movie. And it's one of those things, we were talking off mic beforehand about the moment in a film where enough has happened that it gives the hero permission to, yeah. to launch hell. Yeah. And that movie has it in space. Uh, Streetcar Named Desire, we mm-hmm. completely missed sure. that one. That sure. was a more Tennessee Williams. One I wanted to bring up is a little tiny film, Shy People, with Jill Clayburgh and Barbara Hershey. Hmm. Bill, Jill Clayburgh plays this New Yorky writer. Why do I know this? I know who this. Who goes they... to the bayou to meet up with old family. Yeah. And she meet her and her daughter, who's nubile and very sort of Julia Lewisy. Right. Uh, and they meet up with Barbara Hershey, who is the sort of matriarch of this swamp clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really yeah. good. It's I, really good. I feel like I've seen this, and I, yet I can't remember anything specific about it. Another one I'll throw out there is a Michael Shannon movie called Shotgun Stories. Oh, it was yeah. within the last few years. <laughs> it's very... It's one of those Michael Shannon roles where it's like, he's so weird and creepy, and, and it's about sort of uh, Hatfield and McCoy's mm-hmm. family dynamic sure. in the South. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to mention, um, to make sure that we got it in, but... Uh, I don't know if it ended up this way, but True Blood um, started out this way. Started out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, definitely. And then, then it, it got just weird became... with like fairies and other <laughs> stuff and whatever else was going on. I don't know, but it, but the, but the original premise was great, and it was very Vampires really in the Southern South. Gothic. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Justified was kind of Southern Gothic. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Interview with the Vampire is sure. has a lot oh, of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of that going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Preacher. I freaking love Preacher. 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 I have, it's like, I've only seen the first chunk of the the first season. Mm -hmm. Do we get around to the swamp, his family? Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay, okay. All right. All right, sweet. Um, Here's one that I wanted to ask you guys about that I've never never, ever heard of. It's called In the Electric Mist, John Goodman, Tommy Lee Jones. I saw the trailer for it, and it looks really good. Mm. And I was just, how did I miss this? Um, guy goes to the South investigating mm. a murder. Sure. Yada, 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 yada. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton's Supernatural Southern Gothic The Gift from the 2010. Gift? Yeah. was really, yeah. really cool. I yeah, liked yeah, that yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I just not the, the current The Gift, which is also a really great movie, yeah. but... Um, this is not the Sam Raimi one. Right. Right. <laughs> right. The Sam Raimi one kind of, kind of fits... Well in the, in the broad Does anybody system? else look at Billy Bob and go, "What the hell, dude? Like you made Sling Blade." Yeah, I think he's a working actor whose whose yeah. attention is splintered because yeah. he's also he's got a band and they right. tour around yep. a lot. Yeah, he's um, cool. He's just like insanely creative. <laughs> Another Winter's tips. Bone. Go ahead. Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. Winter's 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 modern southern gothic mm-hmm. meth yeah. culture yeah. kind of stuff and there's uh, so much of it and, right. she, and everyone's so good in it yeah um, the director was smart and got like real faces yeah um, let's see uh, did we say Reflections in a Golden Eye oh right I John Houston Elizabeth Taylor Marlon Brando Brian Keith <coughs> Julie Harris yeah. it's a pop oiler of just affairs and women men who are married to women who are frigid and so they they take it out on you know with other people and blah 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 that's a great one Raintree County is another one with Montgomery Cliff and Elizabeth Taylor Mm -hmm. Eva Marie Saint Lee Marvin in a many 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 role 
Oh, Southern Comfort, right? Southern Comfort. Southern that Comfort. was another one on my list. Yep. Uh, Which was, you know, at, at that time, the, the modern deliverance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I can't believe it. We, we, we haven't mentioned No Country for Old Men. Oh, that's absolutely... Yeah. That's, a, that's another it. elephant. That's another, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, one that, that I had brought up when we first started mm-hmm. talking about this, um, that I think totally works, is uh, the Coen Brothers remake of The Lady Killers. Oh yes, I yeah. love talk that. about gentility. So yeah. Funny. yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. That's not on my list either. That's yeah. good. See, that's why we do these things. Freaking doing his his dandy. Whether his you dandy. like James Franco or not, his version of Child of God was pretty freaking spot on. Mm. Did you see his, the Sound in the Fury? No. He remade the Sound in the Fury, and he plays a, a mentally handicapped person. Really? Yeah, and he's literally doing these like donkey brays <laughs> in a in a pen somewhere. Um... Wow. Yeah, he he directed it. Twenty fourteen. It's a remake of the Martin Ritt, Yul Yul Brenner and Joanne Woodward. Yul Brenner like trying to convince Joanne Woodward to marry him is just creepy. <laughs> it's like yeah, but it's from a Faulkner story. Um, let's see. I'm I'm almost here. I'm almost done. Ruby Gentry, Jennifer Jones, Charlton Heston, Carl Malden. Directed by King Vidor, who did Duel in the Sun, Solomon yeah. and Sheba, and The Fountainhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's so good. Jennifer Jones in anything is great. Um, but she's beautiful. It's it's writer, It's near Duel in the Sun time. It's after Song of Bernadette and before she married um, Zanuck. You know, a movie that that I... I, I I'm not going to include... Well, I, I'm saying it, so I guess I'm including it. Um, but I, I think... Almost fits the bill, but doesn't. I don't know. Maybe all look, dogs go to heaven. Let's let's. <laughs> it's on my list. Let's discuss this. Wait, that was set in New Orleans, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and that is, um, oh brother, where art thou? Yeah. Oh my God, I love sure, that sure, movie. Sure. That's like Midwestern Gothic kind of. It's yeah. yeah. It's like it's got that whole swamp feel. Though. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. you know, there's a really good movie called The Bleeding House that came out in 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of got dumped out with a whole bunch of other horror movies on Netflix at the time. So people, I think, didn't really pay attention. But it's actually excellent. It's really good. Supernatural Southern Gothic. Right on. Very right good. on. Yeah. yeah, that's on here. Uh, let's see. Am I running out of things? Down by Law. The, mm-hmm. the, the genre uh, film. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. Um, a film called e- Eve's Bayou. Oh, yeah. That's Samuel Jackson. a really good movie. Uh, Diane Carroll. As a swamp witch, yeah, <laughs> and it's pretty great. At the trailer, I'm like, ooh. Another one that came up along with All Dogs Go to Heaven that sort of amused me was Fox and the Hound. Sure, kinda. Sure, sure. Okay, well, it's got those sort of you know forbidden love and logic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Another one since I'm in the apps, Fugitive Kind, um, Sidney Sidney Lumet. Uh, Marlon Brando and Joan Woodward. See what I mean? We we keep seeing these actors keep coming that, around. That, that keep mm-hmm. that keep coming up. In I this think it's thing. who could do a believable southern southern kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. And then there's kind of the whole crossover with Weird West. I mean, yeah. if you want to get down to brass tacks, Preacher is probably more Weird West than Southern Gothic. Right. Yeah. You know, they right. sort of bleed over into each other. Well, it's, it's. I mean, because, well, because Preachers, you know, it, it, it is Weird West. It's also cosmic. And, yes. But, uh, but his family, mm-hmm. his family in the swamps. Yes. Um, his evil grandma. So <laughs> fucked up and so weird. Uh, 
I still I, I still go back and I reread Preacher because it is so uh, wonderfully, beautifully profane. Oh yeah. I I, yeah. I love that work. And I was really surprised when because I was afraid they they're not going to be able to do this. They're not going to be able to do this. And I think and they pulled it off. They pulled they it did. off. And I think in a way they didn't pull off Green Hornet. Exactly. Same production company. Yeah. That's something that that uh, they pulled it off because they changed it. Yeah. And I think that that's why mm-hmm. I think that's why the Dark Tower movie that's coming out has a chance because it's not. It's not the Dark Tower that you read. Right. I think they recognize we can't do this. Yeah. So let's take it and because you're never gonna. Yeah. Let's let's appease those make people. Make it into and, and and if you pull that off, score for you because now you now that property has it has the books it has the movie mm-hmm. you know if somebody does a good series based on it you you've got all this stuff you got franchise yeah. Uh, Dark Tower, the Broadway show. Mm. <laughs> John Sayles, 1966 Lone Star. Um, Chris Cooper is the son of a legendary lawman played by Matthew McConaughey. Oh. Chris Christopherson is the local, like, sort of bad guy. Um, Chris Cooper. Great. I love Chris Cooper. Adaptation. Adaptation. Sure. Oh my Adaptation. God, you're right. Totally that fits is. this. And okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's such a good movie. Let's see. Uh, Cookie's Fortune. I came up with Robert Altman, Glenn Close in a comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we're, we're now to the point where I'm digging up the weird <laughs> shit. Um, Sugarland Express, the Goldie Hawn, Steven Goldie Spielberg Hans, movie. Steve, yeah. That that kind of fits. There you go. I ran into it uh, in my uh, research here. Um, 2012 a movie called The Paperboy, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Zac Efron, John Cusack, and Nicole Kidman. Huh. Um, Nicole Kidman is this sort of sex pot who tries to get this lawyer to take her boyfriend's case, mm-hmm. and played by the boyfriend is John Cusack, and uh, the whole present presentation is that he's innocent, and then of course when he gets out they find out that he was really guilty and, sure. and all sorts of shit but it's great because Nicole like, what was is it Prime Suspect yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah um, Nicole Kidman is doing that that same sort of sex plot thing that she did in the the one about the teacher that tried to get the people the guy the kids to kill oh, her husband yeah. I don't know what it's called yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that was a fun movie and speaking of her um, I'm gonna argue that um, Stoker is Southern Gothic yeah well, and it's odd. Really high flown Southern Gothic. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's directed by Park Chan Wook, mm-hmm. who who is viewing, I think, the genre at a distance because he's Korean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he nails it. It's like Nick Cave's fascination with American Southern Gothic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So well, and so you know, so often whenever that happens, like you get something that's distinctly its own, and I think sometimes better mm-hmm. because you're seeing it through this this weird filter. The spaghetti western. Yeah. I like spaghetti westerns better than I do American <laughs> westerns, and they're because they're 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 off. You know, they're off kilter and mm-hmm. they, they, they become their own thing. But yeah, right, Nick Cave. Nick Cave is just didn't this is walking Southern Gothic. Yeah, didn't, wasn't it Cave who wrote the Proposition? Yes. That's a great yes, movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. Um, That's a great movie that no one ever talks about. And. A movie that's okay. This is this is way out there. <laughs> a movie called uh, *Wake and Fright*. It's an Australian movie. 
about a young doctor who ends up having to have a sort of a overnight delay in this little outback town where everybody drinks insanely and it it just spirals out of control it's it's got like gay sex and kangaroo slaughter and just all this crazy Sounds ass. like a good time right uh, it's a party it reminds me of welcome to whoop whoop oh yeah <laughs> does rumblefish count i don't know i don't, know. Oh, I don't think so it's yeah. in my list where where does it take place I, I think Rumblefish takes place in New York. Yeah, because at one point they go when he goes into Harlem. Yeah, yeah. So maybe not. Uh, last last couple. Um, I got written on the wind. Rock Hudson, Robert. Did I already say that? Lauren McCall. Uh, anyway, maybe. Uh, here's the one that, that I found that I was pretty excited about: The Adventures of Captain Fabian, Errol Flynn. Agnes Moorhead and Vincent Price. <laughs> oh my god! And it, it looked really good. I've never seen that. Vincent Price <laughs> is just—he's doing what he does at the time. He's, sure. char- he's the character actor. He's the icky boyfriend kind so of the, thing. The villain. And Errol Flynn shows up, just, and he's an older Errol Flynn, so mm-hmm. he's not like it's not. This isn't Captain Blood. Right. This is more like. I'm Errol Flynn. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, but it's still good. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was the I always saw Buster Crab that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like Yeah. But again, we were hey. talking that before about like Betty Davis and the fact like it was John Wayne smoking three, four packs of cigarettes a day right, right. And, that, and that was just what happened. Look at Betty yeah. Davis. Mm-hmm. You know, when you there are images of her on the Carson show before she died and it's sh- she's smoking the entire time. She looks like hell. You know, and just what a duet between Betty Davis at that time in her life and uh, Lucille Ball <laughs> and Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a friend who knew Desi Junior. I may have told this on the podcast before, but he knew Desi Junior, uh-huh. and they went to the house. They were hanging out at the house, you know, doing the pool and all this right. stuff. And they were playing uh, pool on a pool table in the basement. And my friend said that he heard someone come down the stairs and then suddenly standing there with a cigarette in her hand with Lucille Ball going, are you going to be here all day? Are you gonna be here? Oh, wow. And he was just like, <laughs> Lucille Ball, man. <laughs> and he said that he hit Desi like, like, do you know who that is? He goes, yeah, that's my mom. Um, so we've hit like a lot of yeah, stuff. There's a, yeah, there's, sure. yeah, yeah. This is going to be a really long yeah. <laughs> yes. Um But I, I'm happy because I looked at my list and I, I didn't think I was going to get through all of it. And, and I did. Yeah. Have we missed anything? I'm sure we have. I, I, yeah, I'm sure we have. But that's the beauty of the show is that yeah. we don't do everything. We do what you need to go and find out on your own. Yeah, and right. even, and even it, this is a fine example of how... I went into this thinking, yeah, I got this covered. And then 15 minutes into research, it was like, oh, it's like, shit. Man, there's What's all this? this stuff. What's yeah. this? And I haven't, we haven't even hit, there's a bunch of stuff that was going on in the, like, like, like Sparrows, but it was in the 20s and yeah. the 30s. Right. Where it's, it gets pretty racist and, um, uh, there are things that people the don't, 30s. yeah, the pe- things that people don't talk about because there are problems with the, uh, 
with, well, with racism or... With well, remember, uh, Huckleberry Finn, you know, Injun Joe was right. a character. Exactly, uh, yeah. They're, they're, these, are the, these are films that casually use the N-word, and yeah. at the time, it was, it was the word you yeah. used. Right. So you can't necessarily mm-hmm. fault it, other than look at them and, and then go, well, look how silly they were back right. then. But yeah. Anyway. Somebody needs to film some goddamn Tom Piccarelli. Right. Right. I mean, how great. Let's would talk that about be? that just for a second, because we're already fucking way over time. Sorry. So, no, no, no. It's not you. Um, Southern Gothic literature. Piccarelli is a great name to throw out there. Faulkner yeah. is up there. Tennessee yeah. Williams oh, yeah. is yeah, up yeah. there. Michael Anything? McDowell. Yeah. I love his stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That Lansdale. Whole, that whole like. Yeah, Lansdale's cycle. All oh, Lansdale's wonderful. The whole cycle he did about the sort of weird alligator people is just like. Blackwater, I think, it was so cool. <laughs> I just love that. I just love the the pitching yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, while you know most of Lovecraft stuff is is relegated to the the, the Northeast, um, Call of Cthulhu has this whole thing where they're in the South, in they're the in the swamps, swamps <coughs> with this cult of people um, following this, you know. God, and uh, and there's a lot of this stuff there, and I think a lot of people who write Lovecraftian fiction have gone on from that, and and you see a lot of this type of stuff in there. We were talking about Lovecraft Country. Oh, such a great book. And it's not it's not in the South. It's not, but uh, it it feels like it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the problems that the main character is running into as he's making his way up to Chicago or wherever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, are are straight they're, they're, it's cut straight out of this stuff yeah and uh i'm really looking forward to seeing the movie mm-hmm. uh, is it a movie or is it a miniseries i d- you know i'm not sure i thought it was a movie but if it's a miniseries i'm all over that too yeah that yeah. would be great i'm just trying to in my head you something you <coughs> said triggered the idea of the of jonestown as southern gothic Ooh, I know, right? Ooh, I don't know. I, I don't know how. Whether what the, what that is, but it it just probably the cult out in the yeah. In the swamps, okay, yeah. have you ever seen the weird French adaptation of the Jim Thompson novel Population One Twenty Eight? No, it's so freaking good. <laughs> it's like Jim Thompson is yeah yeah. It's like French occupied somewhere. I can't remember, but it's um maybe. I know I can't remember, but but basically it is a Southern Gothic set in Africa. <laughs> it's oh, cool! Really Very cool. good. That's cool. I wonder. Made in the sixties. Yeah, because it's not necessarily like I'm in my head. I'm trying to make things like I walk with a zombie fit, which not really. Right. But, I mean, it's a plantation. It's funny just because, because it's on a plantation doesn't mean that it's gonna. When, when when you do have supernatural elements that are popping up in in these movies. It, it usually has something to do with voodoo. Not always, but mm-hmm. it usually has something to do with voodoo or, or voodoo or something like that. You know, we were talking about uh, a skeleton key earlier, and I love the idea of them talking about hoodoo as opposed to voodoo yeah. and how like one is good Hoodoo. and one is bad. Yeah, you do. Now the you remind me of man. What man? The mouth power. The mouth power. Voodoo. Right. Well, that voodoo, was my voodoo. Johnny Carson I know. joke music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised there's not more Flannery O'Connor cinema. Yeah. Just saying. Flannery O'Connor is a good a good pull on that one. Yeah. That, that sort of... You know, some of her, her stuff has been filmed, but it just, there's so much of it. You would think there'd be more. Yeah. Does anybody yeah. here read, um, and I don't know if, if her name's pronounced Sherry or Cherie, Priest? 
Sherry Priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sherry Priest. Yeah. Okay, so prior to you know the steampunk stuff, mm -hmm. um, she wrote a lot of stuff that that would uh, fall into this yeah. category. Oh, Tanith yeah. Lee does a little of it too. Oh, Tanith Lee, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even some mainstream people like Cormac McCarthy. I mean, Cormac McCarthy. Oh, and he's straight up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Harry Cruz, mm -hmm. which was. I don't know. There, it, it's like Southern Gothic has spawned all these little side things, like grotesque Gothic and cannibal hillbilly, and just you know right. different little things. But uh, why do why does the name suddenly of Edley pop into my head? Like oh yeah, Heather and yeah. that kind of stuff. It definitely. Fucking Bruce. I think the very first bleeding ham um, horror survival tip I ever did was that uh, hillbillies will eat you. Hillbillies yeah, will eat you. Yeah, that was like, they were just like these, these basic facts. Hillbillies will eat you. Godzilla hates public transportation. <laughs> um, stuff like that. I need to revisit uh, those. Mike Tyson things. hates those bottles. Yeah, Mike Tyson <laughs> hates bottles and ears. Yeah. Or uh, Mike Tyson loves ears. Loves ears. <laughs> Again. Uh, you see the commercial with Mike Tyson going to Evander Holyfield's door. Yes. And he knocks yeah. and he hands. He's got this thing in his hand. He goes, "I'm sorry." And he hands it back. Oh my God. You're like kidding me. That's hilarious. That's great. All right. Great. All right. I think we All got right. this covered. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. take a break. Okay. And then we'll come back and uh, we'll talk news and stuff, and then we'll get out of here. It's a really hot day in Bellingham, and we're sweating balls. So we're gonna get out of here a little. I'm gonna say Keep early, but I'm lying because we're already over. But we'll, we'll be back in just a second. Yep. Sit tight. Super quick throw out. Go read Elizabeth Massey. That's some fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sin Eater. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. All right. We'll <laughs> I'm shutting we'll, them now. I swear to God. All right, we'll, we'll be back. So we're back, and uh, we're going to go on to news and stuff. Right. Not many people died this week, only two by my count. Thank and goodness. I, and I, maybe I'm wrong. 
uh, because I'm down with the homies, yo, uh, Prodigy the Rapper died. Um, young right. guy. Some he, he had fans, and so I bring yeah. him up. Um, but the big one this week was uh, Bill Dana, or Jose Jimenez, yeah. back in the t- television era. Sure, sure, sure. Very funny guy, very... Um, had that sort of character that I, he did. I, I feel bad because I... Um, I had one and I didn't write down her name and I don't remember it. Hmm. Um, the host of Romper Room just passed. Oh, Miss Marianne. Miss Marianne. Miss Marianne. Yeah, 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 yeah. As I said when I heard about it, she ain't seeing nobody anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Were you ever on that show? Any shows like that? Anybody? No. I mean, I, Bozo was nearby, yeah. but uh, no. I was on Hocus Pocus when I was a kid. Okay. It was a local of San Jose, California. Here's a great Hocus Pocus story. He was t- doing something contest, and a kid won, and he wanted the second prize, not the first prize. And he goes, no, I want the second prize. And he goes, no, you want the first prize. And on live TV, the uh, the kid looks at him and goes, hey, cram it, clown. <laughs> Beautiful. But oh, yeah. oh the, um, the guy who played Flounder at Animal House. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if we, Stephen, did, if we hit him last Stephen week. First, first Stephen thank first. you. Yeah. I, I loved him in Babylon Five. Yeah, I don't know if we. Yeah, I don't know if we hit it. I don't think we. I hit don't him think last we week. did. I don't but think anyway, so. there was that. So, so not bad. Not, not, not That's the many. problem is that there's a death early in the week after we've recorded. Like, yeah, I can't remember. It, blurs. Really it all yeah. blurs. Yeah. When people go, you talked about this. I, I yeah, don't remember maybe. any of it. Yeah. They should conveniently die when we want them to. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, let's see. On to news. Um, we're going to go through these really quickly because they are what they are. Watchmen coming to TV. Sure. Nope. I guess. Dumb. It's a dumb I idea. I thought we had it covered. Yeah. Stop nope, nope, nope. Big old nope. Um, I don't really know. I mean, I can see the thinking based on the 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 uh, the DC stuff on the CW and that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and they could do the slow rollout, that kind of story needs. I guess. I don't know. I just, I don't care. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> um, the big thing this week was that uh, Kathleen Kennedy, they started filming the Han Solo movie back in February. Right. And they walked in on Monday, and the directors suddenly couldn't get on set. They, none of their keys worked. Yeah. Like, they were fired yeah. off the movie. And now Ron Howard's taken over, but he's got, what, <clears throat> four months of filming? That he has to make sense of. This happens for a completely different reason with the Zack Snyder movie and Joss Whedon taking over. Yeah, I think it shows more and more that it's not the director's movie with these with these with these franchises, Star Wars and Marvel and all. Not at two hundred million. No, it's not the director's movie. It's the it's the 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 studio's movie. Yeah. And you can kind of as long as as long as you're competent, we can plug in. Any direction. Sure, and something like that that you know is mapped out. That's p- screenwriting by consensus. Well, yeah, and think of this. They fired the directors that have been working on it all this time, mm-hmm. right? The release date hasn't changed. No. So the, the machine is, yeah. just, is just yeah, yeah. continuing. Um, and I don't know what they were thinking. Han Solo solo movie Boop. directed by the guys who did the Lego movie. Boop. That, that supposedly was so... The the big complaint I'm hearing is that the Lawrence Kasdan wrote the script. Right. And he's one of the producers. And Kasdan is one of those guys that's like, I don't care what you think, say what's on the page. Right. And these directors are very improvisational. Right. And a lot of the actors were being brought, were saying like, I don't feel like we, anyone knows what, what's going on. Right. 
and then the next thing you know, and Ron Howard will be able to forge something out of it. But yeah, and it gives him an out. If the movie sucks, it's like, hey, what do you expect? Uh, what do you expect? These guys. Yeah, it's these guys. It's and if it's great, it's like, well, I saved the day. These Lego kids. <laughs> uh, Dave Chappelle donated fifty grand out of a show he did to Flint, Michigan, and I thought that was pretty cool. And just cool. something. Yeah. Um, they announced the new title, the new Jurassic World movie, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, I sure. I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's always fun to watch dinosaurs eat people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you know, I didn't mind the last one. It was fine. Pterodactyl snatching people off of gangways or is the shit. That was yeah. hilarious. I, I like want to see more. That, of that. lady's death was like horrific. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, got, she got picked up, dropped. She got <laughs> a couple of times, and then yeah. she's dropping the maw that thing. Yeah. My favorite scene in that whole movie is when the pterodactyls start attacking, and they're swooping in on all the crowns. Yeah. There's a great scene of a guy as he gets up from his table, he grabs his drink. Starts <laughs> running. <laughs> you can see it just in the corner, and it's just like, ah oh, man, that's a guy with priorities. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, sure. I mean, if you're going to do one, you might as well, I guess. They're bringing back the Jeff Goldblum character, Ian Malcolm, which will be interesting. He's the new movie helper. He is. Like, you know, we need, we need a funny guy <laughs> in a bad, in a bad uh, uh, hair dry job, and so we're going to put him in Thor Ragnarok. And yeah. None of it makes sense, but he's... I tell you what, Jeff Goldblum, side note, people will always talk about Vincent D'Onofrio in Criminal Intent. Sure. The Jeff Goldblum episodes are, are tight little murder mysteries that are really good. I've always liked him. I, I, I loved Ten Speed and Ground Shoot. Yeah. That was a that was a fun show. Um, and I and I, I watch I don't watch Death Wish for Charles Bronson anymore because there's a million other things that he's much better in. Um, but I watch it to see Jeff Goldblum as one of the guys who does the home invasion mm -hmm. early on in the movie. I and liked I, him in the fly. Fly was great. Especially was great. when he was naked. Sorry. <laughs> that was one of those first instances of like a director's going, you need to go buff up. Because yeah. you're yeah. going to be naked here, buddy, and you need to get buffed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. This is this is kind of exciting. Here's the pitch. Um, it's a, it's a s series that Netflix picked up called Highwaymen. And here's the, here's the read on it. Highwaymen once had Paul Newman and Robert Redford attached to star as the fresh-to-the-badge Texas Rangers who chased the famed violent robbers Bonnie and Clyde to their bitter end. Hmm. This, is being, this, new one is, this new version is being directed by John Lee Hancock, who did Snow White and the Huntsman, Blindside, and Saving Mr. Uh, Banks. But this is Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. Hmm. Oh. It sounds kind of like a 40s true detective in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, maybe Woody Harrelson's going to be the, the the loose cannon who was a cop <laughs> on the edge or whatever. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. I thought it was an interesting idea. The cop that sits on the edge of the desk. Right. Those <laughs> <laughs> classic naked gun endings. Um, Warner Brothers has tapped Fringe and Falling Skies writer, the, the guy who wrote that, to do it. They're, they're doing a new Twilight Zone movie. Okay. We just did anthology movies, and yeah. now here's Hot on the Heels of that. Yeah. That's exciting. Here's our Eli Roth news. He's completed Death Wish, the remake of Death Wish, which I didn't even know was happening, yeah. which I think is stupid. Stupid. I but agree. he and Jack Black are doing something called The House with a Clock in Its Walls, about a young boy who discovers an entire world inside the walls of his uncle's house. Okay. Huh. 
maybe it's going to be like the what was the last thing he did the R.L. Stein thing Jack Black did oh uh, that was Goose, really fun Goosebumps <laughs> Goosebumps it feels like that like Jack Black seems to think <clears throat> but then again it's Eli Roth you know so I don't know I, how kid friendly it's going to be it reminds me just from the title of Fulci's House of Clocks but right. I'm sure that is tenuous at best Hmm. Uh, let's see. Daniel Day Lewis says he's not acting anymore. Yeah, I think he said that like six times. Yeah, way. I can see that though. That guy, that guy's immersive. Yeah, you know, he he's does immersive that boxing movie, and, and he does he. Yeah, that's true. And he went and learned to box. And uh, he also does so few movies. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's they're huge. I mean, the, the work he did on Lincoln were, was incredible. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the man, fucking. Last of the Mohicans. Oh, I'd have fucked that guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but holy shit. And it was just... The, the Indians with the throwing of the, 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 the one that had the double the tomahawk yeah, yeah, yeah. that he threw was just the bomb. It's, it's, so it's he's, sad. He's always good. Uh, there will be blood. Oh, I mean, I Yeah, he's kind of Southern Gothic too in a yeah. weird right way. Uh, let's see. They're spinning off Supernatural into something called Wayward Sisters. It sounds like a... Female supernatural. I don't so know. Two chicks out fighting evil. Yeah. Evil bomb. Probably. Um, and then finally, the people that did BBC Sherlock are doing um, Dracula. A new Dracula TV series for the BBC. Uh, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're good. Sure. Um, did you ever see the BBC's Jekyll? Yes. James yeah, Nesbitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. own that. I loved it so much. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. That yeah. guy. That guy goes from Jekyll to Hyde. In one scene and without cuts, just with his face. Yeah. And it's badass. Yeah. It's so bad. It gets a little goofy at the end. Um, but there you go. But everything does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. A couple, couple last things. Number one, David Fincher going to do World War Z. Definitely. He's been confirmed. They, there was a conversation with uh, Paramount Studio head Jim Gian, Gianopulo, who said, we're in advanced development, and the interviewer said with Fincher directing and he said yes. You mean like an actual World War Z 2. World War Z 2. Oh. So what I think they're going to do is supposedly what they had planned was World War Z ends spoiler Matthew Fox has his wife and they're off someplace and it's it's the rest of it is Brad Pitt trying to get to his wife when supposedly what I've heard is when he finds him Matthew Fox has this sort of Guyana thing going on and he doesn't want to give the wife up. And so, okay. there you have it. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm, it's a zombie I, movie, so I'm interested. It's mm-hmm. a Fincher movie, so I'm interested. But uh, I, I, unless he's the only reason he's doing it is because he's going to take it in a whole new direction, which I I would applaud. I love zombie movies. It's just that they're handled so poorly. I'm in the middle of a zombie thing right now, and even I'm having trouble. I'm throwing cliches out because so many have been burnt up right. on Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, last two. Sci-Fi has ordered a pilot based on George R. R. Martin's Night Flyers novella. Martin's 1980 story Night Flyers tells the story of eight scientists and a powerful telepath who, um, who hoping to make contact with alien life, embark on an expedition to the edge of the solar system. The book is great. Okay. And it is George R. R. Martin because a ton of people die people like getting trapped in airlocks and that kind of stuff. Sure. So I'm excited about that. Oh. And then finally, Tommy Lee Jones is in talks uh, to star along Brad Pitt 
in James Gray Ad Astra. Futuristic sci-fi epic will find Pitt starring as a slightly autistic space engineer who 20 years after his father left on a one-way mission to Neptune to try to find uh, life sets out on a mission of his own. Okay. I'm in. It sounds good. Sure. Sounds a little sure. high science fiction. But yeah. I'm okay. Moving on to trailers. We're going to go through these fast. This week there was a lot of them, and I'll be honest, I threw at least half a dozen out. Yeah. Um, we'll go through them really quickly. A lot of people are making movies, man. A lot of people yeah. are. And we're coming into summer, so you're gonna, the yeah. release schedule is wrapping up. Number one, Asian movie called The Villainous. That looks cool. That it does. Looks, it looks cool, right? Um, I don't know what it's about, um, other than that I, I assume she's the villainous. She... she she looks like an assassin. And yeah. At one point, it looks like there's a revenge thing going on. I don't know. It looks the action looks great. It looks very John Wick. Very John inspired. Wick. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have you seen that? There's an internet thing out. John Wick with Nerf guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's badass. That's it's like funny. choreographed, and they all have Nerf yeah. guns. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I'm in. Um, it's yeah. out. It just came out in Hong Kong and in Japan, and it'll get here sometime. Um, probably via Netflix or or your local art house. Right. But it looks good. Yeah. Um, all right, Annabelle two creation. I'm not on board with uh, the Conjuring movies. I couldn't care less. Looks like another one star Netflix horror film. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. They look, they look exactly. They look like what they are. Mm-hmm. And if you are easily um, scared, sure. Speaking of that, <laughs> Granny of the Dead. Okay, that's I just there. There was nothing about that, N- zero. Do you know what it reminded me of? Cockneys versus zombies. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> but it more almost that mixed liberally with there was an old film that Troma put out called Rabid. Rabid Granny. Rabid Granny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I remember. Yeah. It reminded me of that. That coupled with the Bad Grannies trailer we looked at last week. Yeah. I think. I think we're going to start seeing more of that. We're going to start seeing, like, the cranky old person. They're talking about Bubba Hotep 2 at one point. Yes. So, you know, I love that idea. I love yeah. the idea of, like, older people. Like Cocoon, you know? Yeah, but in this case, the older people are zombies. It's a joke. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah. the zombies chasing you with their walker. It's yeah, like, but yeah. yeah. Ravage <laughs> Grannies has some great stuff in it. Yeah. I will say that. Check that out if you can. Uh, let's see. The Fencer... Um, that looks great. Looks great. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll totally, I'll watch the hell out of Teacher that. Teacher comes yeah. to a new school, is teaching fencing, kids start to rally around him, but there seems to be some sort of a secret. It reminded me of the film Glenn Close was in recently where she was the, uh, the mother superior and, and um, uh, Brendan, ah. it reminds me of um, the movie that, uh, um, gosh darn it. Hang there on. we go. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> At least once during the show. Um, okay, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Help me out. What's his name? Um, the Hills Have Eyes. Uh, Wes Craven? Wes Craven. Yeah. Okay, the Wes Craven film or produced film, Music from the Heart, with Meryl Streep going into the inner city teaching kids how to play violin. That's what this reminds me of. <laughs> yeah. Did she have a secret? No. It's, I'm willing to bet that maybe he got caught caught with someone that was slightly underage or something like that. Because I think it's kind of high school era, so maybe that's know. the case. I don't know. It looks great. It looks like it's going to play art houses. Though. Based it's not on a true get story. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's something, that, a trend I'm seeing a lot lately, and that is 
uh, jingoistic sort of drum beating for war. And in this case, it's something called Thank You for Your Service. Oh, it's it's by the same dudes who did uh, uh, the American, American Sniper, Sniper yeah. and that kind of thing. I, I it, it's typical because that's the world we live in, I guess. But whenever I see that kind of stuff, like ain't war great? It's like mm, no, yeah. not so much, not so much. But solid acting. But and you know me, yeah, my wars are green. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> they're not brown. Are you? How, where do you fall? Do you like your wars green in the jungle or brown in the desert? Um. I'm just not really into war movies. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah we talked about this. Before. Yeah, <laughs> he's a big green guy. Uh, yeah. Um, then there's something called To the Bone, and it it's I'm spacing on it. <laughs> was that the uh, was that the amputee? Yes. Yeah, no, the, no, 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 no. That was something else we're going oh, to get to. Oh, uh, anorexia one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That looks good. That looks good. Thank you. <laughs> and it also is it also looks like. Um, Along the lines of thirteen, what is it? Thirteen reasons I died, or something that's playing now. Uh, it's dealing with real issues, right? And aiming it at a younger, younger audience yeah. to sort of like it in the midst of this. Keanu Reeves is the the, the kind Reeves. of motivation. I'm gonna get to something that Keanu Reeves guy. did in a minute. It looks like it's either gonna be really good or an after-school movie special. Yeah, right. I'm hoping it's not that. <laughs> um, Marshall. Uh, movie on the life of Thurgood Marshall. Oh yeah, that and that looks looked good. great. He looked like a badass. Who knew that guy was punching yeah, guys? Yeah, I know that looks right? cool. Yeah, I'm like, where's that? Yeah. Where's that these days? I want to see someone who just punch someone. Um, but it does look good. Evidence is that a uh, horror film, right? As I recall. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, generic. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty generic. Stronger is the oh, it, yeah, it's, it does not look good. Yeah, it just looks like you're you're going to see it on Netflix with a two star rating, in in, in six months. Um, the one you talked about about the amputee is yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal in a movie called Stronger about a guy who lost his legs in the, uh, the Boston, Boston bombing, oh, yeah. Yeah. which <clears throat> I think are those are important stories to tell, although. It's sort there's that there's this undercurrent of nationalism that's a little weird, but again, I don't like being forcibly uplifted. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, let's see, Wu Kong. It's a they, they they hit money on these Monkey King movies. Yeah, and now they're just pumping them out. This is the third one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use a Tomism here. Like I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't either. It, there's a there's there's somebody fighting with a giant fire log at yeah. one point and no one does this shit like the like Hong Kong I mean Choi Hark and all the yeah. Warriors of Zoo yeah. stuff yeah. they yeah. do it really really well it's like this monster island thing that just hit Netflix um, is very much from the same cloth um, but it looks okay it, it looks very if you're into the Monkey King it's it looks fun but I don't see any difference between this and the first two Monkey King movies. So. Right, yeah. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer, ten years later. Uh, they are doing a sequel to this. I guess this was a cult film. They did a thing last year on Netflix. This is another thing. Um, it looks terrible. I never it saw looks awful. I never saw it just it. looks like, hey, look, remember this actor from 20, 10, 20 years ago? We're going to bring him out of the mothballs and make... <laughs> Yeah, no, it looks awful. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. And then finally, this is the big find of the week, the the Laplace Demon. Oh, that looks cool. It looks really good. It looks low budget, 
it looks shot on high def DV black and white. Right, right. But it looks good. I don't like the found footage aspect of it. But, yeah, but yeah. Beyond that, but it was it was cool. one of the ones in here along with the fencer that I was like, and Marshall. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably check yeah. that out. Uh, let's see. What did we? Uh, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No. <laughs> Look, right. damn it. Uh, I was going to move on to what we've been watching so we can get out of here because it's getting even hotter in here. Uh, Didn't the trailer for The Bad Batch come out this week? Bad Batch came out this week. Oh, did it? And everyone is just shitting all over it. They're saying it's really slow and pointless and boring. But it's got, like, Jason Momoa in it. It's the director from um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yeah. 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 Which is why I wanted to see it. Which is a good movie. And it's got some cool ideas. Mm -hmm. The whole idea about having to eat body parts... You know, selectively. You know, it, it, like, sure. I don't know. It, it. I think it was a good idea that it has probably just been handled poorly. I think but yeah, I haven't seen it. So I haven't either. But on the other hand, I, I could also very well envision a scenario where where a auteuristic filmmaker who did like the girl who walks home alone suddenly getting into the studio system. Right. Look, you got all these toys now. And with more money comes more you know more money more problems. Yeah. And you're going to get people fucking micromanaging, and yeah. suddenly you have too many cooks, yeah. and now you're fucked. Mm. Alright. Anything you've seen lately that you want to talk about? Um, yeah. I actually saw a really fun documentary called Unearthed and Untold, The Path to Pet Cemetery. Just nice. came out. It's, Is this on the movie? It's, um, it's about the movie. And it's, they got so many people from the movie to come in. It's just... They even got the freaking truck driver. It's wow. It's so great. This is the kind of stuff... Heather Buckley is doing for Red Shirt. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, oh, Roxy showed me a movie called Chronicle, which is sort of a... Oh, yeah, the guy that did the doomed Fantastic Four thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of an alternative type superhero movie that I mm-hmm. liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a movie called Pet that I sort of liked. It had, um, oh, crap, one of the two freaking hobbits. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, some of those are those guys are doing like who's the one do? One of the hobbits is doing was doing a show where it was like Steve Irwin, <laughs> where he was running in the hobbit. he was running around in the jungle picking up like bugs and shit. Nice. Like he's a big dude, her herpetologist dude. He was the guy there that was in Lost. This is the one that was in I Saw the Dead. I I just okay. Him. And it, it's like it looks like it's going to be this sort of straight up torture porn like thing where he sort of weird young man kidnaps a young lady and locks her up and then it turns into something totally utterly different which was cool that's cool right on anything else any books you're reading um we also watched The Guest which we neither of us liked oh yeah yeah I it's a The Guest is really hot shit on the internet right now but yeah but like are we talking about the movie about the, with the dude that comes to live with this family? Yeah, yeah and he was friends with their with him in it. yeah it's kind of like it's very John Wickian yeah. kind of yeah movie. but I mean I thought it had a lot of plot holes. I didn't really like it. Very little character development. Mm-hmm. Very little reason for why this person. I like the, the I like the black actor who plays the big bad guy in it. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. always good. He was cool. I want to say he's the same guy who plays the concierge in John Wick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. probably wrong. Oh. I don't know. And, and please don't write to me and tell me that yeah. I think everyone. Else <laughs> that guy was uh, had a regular role in uh, Fringe. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, that's cool. Anything and, else? Uh, well, I just finished reading um, Lovecraft Country for the first time, which was great. Okay. Uh, Matt Roth. Um, 
I finished reading a really strange book called The Boy Who Drew Monsters that was actually very good, and I'm such a jerk, I can't remember the author's name, but it was yeah, really look good. It up. Yeah, I'll look <laughs> it up. How about you? Uh, the only thing I've been watching is a lot of... Um, uh, I haven't been watching, I've been listening to a lot of documentaries on art, been listening to tutorials on art. Basically, I'm in full-on art mode, so no, I'm not watching any movies right now. Yeah. I'm reading um, Robert McGammon's uh, Swan Song, uh, yeah, a.k.a. The, the original stand. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, a, that's it. Right on. How about you? When did you recommend anything? Uh, we've been watching the new Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? Yeah, I think the first three episodes were like a lot stronger than the next few, but it's good so far. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think some it's kind of spinning his wheels a little bit right now, but there's yeah. still enough great stuff. To sure. Like, I think it, it's taking a certain plot thread a bit too long. Like, <laughs> it's, it's going a bit too long with a certain plot that they could really just wrap it up now. Yeah, because mm. David Lynch never does that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm content to let Lynch just do whatever he's going to do. Oh, it's, I'm enjoying I mean, it. I mean, I love David Lynch. Yeah. Me too. We've talked about it. we did a label and show. I'm not a big fan, but I'm I'm willing. I like. I think he's an interesting enough guy that I like a world that he's he's somewhere operating mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. That's oh cool. yeah, that's another thing I watched this week is his very first narrative film, The Grandmother. Oh, okay, that's creepy was, as hell. Yeah, it was yeah. only about half an hour. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. Right it's, on. It's cool to see like the first narrative thing he did. The grandmother herself is spooky looking. Yeah, I felt like I felt like she was a lot less creepy though with the abusive parents because yes. like, the grandmother was actually really nice to the kid. Yeah. So like while she looked a bit creepy, I feel like she was pretty much the good. I think she was like visually she was a predecessor to uh, Robert Blake in um, uh, Lost Highway. Oh, yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, The Mystery Man. Yeah. The yeah. Mystery mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I'm gonna go through mine. Minor. There's some a couple things I specifically want to talk about. Real quickly, Penance, skip it. Kevin Smith, Burn in Hell Too Fat for 40. If you're a Kevin Smith fan, you'll like it. Otherwise, you'll just think he's a bloated gas bag. Something <laughs> called Oz Zombies, which was terrible. Uh, female Prisoner Caged. It's along the lines of Female Prisoner Scorpion and all that sort of stuff. Right. It was okay. Tokyo Sonata was fun. Last night, I watched two films. Number one, Mifune, The Last Samurai. I'm going to write the review Ooh. up of it up. Um, it's a good documentary about Toshiro Mifune in Japanese cinema for people who don't know shit about Toshiro Mifune or Japanese cinema. Right. Um, a lot of it is ground well covered. The nice thing is is that they got enough cash to pull people in like Scorsese and Spielberg and some of these great Japanese character actors. They interview the guy who did all the sword fight choreography on all the Kurosawa stuff. Sure. And um, just some great stories. Um, it's good. And then last night, via YouTube, I watched something called El Nido del Ragno, mm-hmm. a.k.a. The Spider Labyrinth from 1985. Um, notable because Sergio Stivaletti, the effects guy, did. Th- there's some good knife mm-hmm. stabs and throat slits sure. and stuff in it. For the most part, um, it feels like if they decided to do an ongoing franchise with Argento's Holy Mothers. Yeah, this could be very well fit right in, right in there, between somewhere between either between Suspiria and Inferno, or Inferno and let's say Tenebrae, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. It doesn't have the visual sense, but the story is straight up, and the killer in it is rad. Cool. Just some crazy cool. woman with a knife in her hand. So that was good. 
Uh, I was see. married to that person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that. Um, planned. Moving on next week. Chad Savage from Sinister Fonts is going to be here. He's yeah. going to talk about haunted attractions. Um, those things like you go on around Halloween, haunted houses. Right. Or if you're lucky, the one set up all year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chad's really involved with the Chicago Zombie Army, and, and he's a cool guy, old school goth. Um, and uh, 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 I have a lot, we have a lot to talk to that guy yeah. about. Um, moving on, we've got we're booked out until August. There's a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, I really want to tease one, but I'm not going to. No, I always don't do it, when don't I do, it. I always fuck Something it up. Something happens. So anyway, so this has been a long show. Lorelai, Roxy, thanks so much for guys for coming on. This is this has been great. Thank you're you you're always pleasure. Great. Well, thank you so much for having us. Um, and I'm sure you'll see you'll be hearing more Lorelai on the show as, as we go along. Uh, we're good. Episode 129 done. Bam. For the Bonus Material Podcast, I'm Tom Carnell. I'm Lorelai Shannon. And I'm Roxy Minerva. And I'm Langley West. Stay scary.